welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm Anvil. And I'm Jeff. And we're finally back to talk about it all. It's we been an unexpected hiatus. Yeah, uh, we didn't ex- uh, plan it like this. No. Things started coming up. I think I was the first one to cancel, or was it you? I don't know. Whoever it was, it was like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. And then the next week, then would say, hey, you mind doing the show by yourself? I'm like, no, not at all. But then I just put two shows together, threw it out there for two hours, saying, yeah, it's been... Life's messy. You got to clean it up. I've got some retarded stories. Well, and this is going to be the retarded story show. Uh At least part of the show is going to be that. Um, Yeah, I got some things to talk about, too. There's a lot of things going on. And, you know, again, other things going on that just irritate me. And uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, You know, I told you about the, the special club for Spocky this man. Well, I'm present. I know about that. Annoying. Caucasian guy, and it's all Asian. Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, funny boy. Jimmy Pinman, Chris! Long time. Talking <laughs> to be president. <laughs> um, Anvil, Peter's like, Anvil! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, let's start with you, because I'm sure you got Holy stories. Alright, well, we're going to put some pictures up on our. Not just our Facebook page, but uh, our website. I'm a big ATVer. You've all heard me talk about my ATVs. And uh, I started going crazy with new tires, you know, big, beefy tires. So the first set I got were for the CF Moto. Great design. They were an inch taller and about an inch wider and made a huge improvement. But then I had to get it for the Grizzly 700. So I got these, uh, the tires called Wanda and the part number is P375. These are also an inch taller, two inches wider. Um, and they're not just an inch taller because it's funny, tire manufacturers at ATVs, they don't follow all the same rules. So one company might measure their tire at 26 at top for tread. The other company measures their tire at 26 at the top of the, mm-hmm. you know, not the tread, but below the tread. Below the, the tires that came on my Grizzly are made by Maxxis, and they did that. They didn't measure, they measured at the top of the tread. So they said 26 inches, they really measure maybe 25 and a half at that. Um, the 27s I bought measured at 28 and a half when inflated with the tread at top of the tread. They are huge. So it gained three inches of ground clearance, literally. So it nice. went from like 11.8 to like 14.3 ground clearance, which is huge in an ATV. Um, tires are amazing. So before that, before I got the tires on, I took Connor out, a nice long trip down the Susquehanna River, Along the Susquehanna River, we made it across Appalachian Creek, followed the Appalachian Creek up into the South Appalachian. And on the way back, now it's been years since I've been there. I've been, I grew up there, but uh, a lot of properties changed hands over the years. I don't know if anyone actually owns part of the creek we're in or if the creek is just owned by the state, which I think it is. But we saw posted signs along the woods along the creek, okay? And we saw a farmer working in this field where the posted signs were, and we're driving by, and I panicked a little, and uh, we came to a point where it, we may have been, if we went where we're going on this properly, we may not, it wasn't clear, so I decided to take a different route than we took going there. And in doing so, um, we got to a point where the creek was moving very fast right after it rained. The water was very deep, and uh, 
I stopped and I said, we should back up. And I forgot to put it in reverse and it hit the <laughs> And we went launching into the water <laughs> and the stream took us, the river, the creek. Oh, geez. And took the four-wheeler over, me and Connor into the water. I had to bring Connor up out of the water before it drowned, get him to shore. <laughs> and then I had to find a way to get that 675, actually 708 pounds, 708 pound four-wheeler out of the water by myself. <laughs> Which was at the bottom. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So the winch, cool. the winch don't work underwater. This thing is flooded, right? It's got power going to the battery underwater and it worked. So then we used the winch and the big toe strap I had in front of a tree, you know, and I uh -huh. was like 150 feet away. But between the two, they reached it and I was able to tow it out of there. Now, going home, we weren't able to because the thing was filled with water. So right. we didn't get all the water out. So we ended up hiking <laughs> through the woods, over the trees. Grandma's house, we go. We made it to the Pennsylvania Avenue, and we got to the, the old school, uh, I think it's Bosey's now. We uh, called from there, and within 30 minutes, I was there picking us up. Took us back to the truck, mm -hmm. which was in Vestal, you know, five miles away. Right, right. Took that home, got the other four-wheeler, me and Keegan. Went back, unloaded in Appalachian. We found a spot in Appalachian a little bit closer. Went, got to Grizzly. And uh, on the way back, the wind stopped working at a precise moment we needed it. Um, which made the, uh, the, what could have been easier an hour longer. <laughs> we were 200 feet from the, the flatbed of the trailer, and we had to go around like this big log to go down this ravine and all this other bullshit. So I'm towing him, like, as long as I run, so I'm towing him. Right, tow and going up over the hill, he lost control, took the four over on top of him, so he had 700 pounds on top of him, and I had to get that off immediately, which was fun by myself. Uh, <laughs> so we finally get to the trailer, and you know, in order, the trailer is only 12 feet, and you really need a 14-foot trailer, so the Grizzly sits up on top of the top rail, so we ratchet it down that way. Uh, we failed to take into account how we're going to get the Grizzly up on that trailer with no power, and without the winch working right. at this point. Um, so, after an hour of bitching and pushing and trying everything we could, we had to leave the CF Moto hidden in the woods, take the Grizzly back all the way to Johnson City, drop the Grizzly off, push it all the way by off the trailer through the driveway. In the garage, then I went back in the raining, pouring down rain, and got the CF model on the trailer and brought it home. Oh, so yeah, Memorial Day was the day for fucking hell. Nice. It was the day for hell. But the story doesn't end there. No, no, it can't. So the Grizzly now I have these new tires. It doesn't run because it's filled with water. It took nine oil changes. I changed the oil nine times. You know, I spent five hours that night. It was like the you know maybe three or four nights later. Actually, it might have been Monday night or Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And I got all the water out of it. And, because I think I texted you, I said, yeah, yeah. there's still no water. So yeah, I did the show. It might have been Tuesday night. I might have waited Tuesday. But anyway, so I worked on that and did that. Got that all cleared out. It runs like a top now. Got the new tires on it. I'm very excited. Um, so then comes last, was it last weekend? Yeah, no, the weekend before. The weekend before. So. Here's the great story. This is the most retarded story. I'm, I wasn't going to tell this online. I, I almost wasn't going to tell Heather. I was so embarrassed by the story. So there's this big event in Hancock, okay, where there's a big ATV. This guy who owns like, you know, 22,000 square fucking miles of fucking mile, you know, where acres of land, not miles, acres of land, opens up like twice a year, opens up his land. Okay, and you pay thirty dollars a day to ride, which is well worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you know, one trail was fourteen. The other one's like eighteen miles long. So it's very mm -hmm. worth it. So, I'm like, I'm doing that. 
All right, they all had their own plans, keeping with Boy Scout shit, whatever's going on. I'm going by myself. So I got my back's hurting at this point. It's already twitching. You know, okay. I, I screwed it up, so it's twitching. I got the four-wheeler on the trailer by myself. And it was itchy, got it up there, got all this strapped down. The Grizzly, by the way, one trot, loose tires, head trot, oh, yeah, yeah. tires. So I start heading towards Hancock. Hancock's pretty easy to find. You know, it's not the rocket science, it's fine. And I start seeing guys with motorcycles. You know, dirt bikes going by me, you know, and like racing team this, and you know, mountain advanced, yeah, after whatever yeah. shit going on, and you know, boat number 22, all this other shit, motorcycle on the side. Well, these guys go the same place I'm going, and they go right into Hancock. So I'm like, fuck, why should I look for this place I've never been before, right? I'll just follow these guys, they know exactly where they're going, they're flying through town, they know exactly where they're going. So I hitch up with like three of these trucks, and the one of them had like a you know one of those UTVs, one of those big you know four tiers. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm sure they're going to the same place I'm going. There's no doubt in my mind. What are the odds? They could be going anywhere else, right? So this goes on. I'm following these guys for like an hour, and I'm like, where the what the fuck are we? We come to these roads that are out with take detours. I'm still following them. I'm thinking they know where they're going, so I'm going to follow them. You know. So finally. We come all the way around the mountain. It's an hour and a half later, literally an hour and a half later. All the way around the mountain to this gas station we already been by. An hour, because we, you know, the other way. Mm-hmm. And they pull over into this gas station. I pull, well, it's a bar actually, a bar. And I pull in behind them. I get out of my truck. I don't know these guys. I walk up and the one guy's bitching. I guess this is following the other truck. You know, the older guy's <laughs> 40s. They're bitching back and forth. Thanks, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we're all going to the same place. First mistake I made. I made. I think we're all going to the same place. I didn't mention where I was going. Right. Okay? They're like, oh, yeah, we probably are. I saw you got that thing in there. I go, yep. He goes, we're lost. And I go, well, obviously, so am I. All right. And he goes, well, I'm following my GPS phone. And I'm, I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, I understand. He goes, right. Because all these roads are out. I go, right. So he's getting direction from someone else that's already there. So I go back to my truck. I look at my truck. I just twisted the wrong way, and that was it. Threw my back out. I'm like, fuck me. So do I go home or do I man up and just, I'm already, you know, I'm already invested an hour, two hours basically. You take time to get to Hancock. At least two hours. It's an hour there. So I'm I'm invested. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. I'm just going to go. Back's killing me. Take some pills. All right. Yeah. Some ibuprofen in the description. So they pull out. They give me the thumbs up. Now, on top of this, I'm on on-call service. So <coughs> I'm supposed to, I, you know, technically I'm working for my company. Right. And I'm praying to God, wherever we're going, I have cell phone service. Because <laughs> I can get emergency calls at any point. Yeah, no, absolutely. You've been yeah. with me before. You oh, yeah, I, I, know, yeah. I know. So I'm like, all right. So this is all very iffy. I've been sketchy on my part. So I'm like, all right, he gives me a thumbs up. So I pull behind him. We take off back the way we came. Up, back up this mountain. Take some different turns. I'm like, all right, we're going a different direction. And they're flying along, we're flying along. We go up some side roads. Then we're in, I don't know where we are. We're a good 40 minutes into this. I'm like, I don't think this, we're no longer in Hancock. We're not in Kansas anymore. I'm like, we're in Pennsylvania somehow. I'm like, how did we end up in Pennsylvania? So signs, welcome to Pennsylvania. I'm like, something's not right about this. At that moment, you think I would have stopped and turned around. That was the moment that most people said, huh, something's not right. Enough. But I'm already frustrated. Yeah, my yeah. back's killing me. I'm like, fuck it. I don't know where I'm going anyway. I was fucked. We get on these roads, right? And they have a big trailer, a 
and, and you know a camper mm-hmm. and one of the trucks has you know it's got UV so they're going slow and, and you're and it was I even had to go slow in some of these spots in these old bridges that were fucking eighteen ninety or some shit on these dirt fucking roads and these people at these houses and big signs spade painted across you know you know old wood keep out and there's cars and campers and shit over I'm like where the fuck are we right so. <laughs> Two hours into this, I'm like, all right, this is not right. Something's very wrong. So now I invested four hours in this oh, shit, right? Jesus. Finally, there's light in the table or at the tunnel. We come, we're on a dirt road, and there's a oh, and there's a lady standing there with four of us that fell off. I'm like, we made it! Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and there's all these people behind me at this point, right? I'm like, all right. So they pull in and they're talking back and forth and filling out stuff. And what race team you with? I'm like, what well, race team? So I get up there. <laughs> Like, like, who are you with? Like, what, what do you mean? I'm with me. I'm Jeff. <laughs> she goes, I just want to pay my thirty dollars so I can ride my four wheeler. Dude, the race is tomorrow. Well, I don't think about a race, man. I'm here to run my four wheeler. What are you talking about? The race is tomorrow. <laughs> she kept saying the race is tomorrow. I'm like, look it. I'm here for the ATV. And <laughs> she looks at me. She goes, huh? There hey, Judy. Ju- Judy. <laughs> Judy, come here. Yeah, this guy sucked my ATV and you anything about that. Uh, uh, alright. Yeah, alright. Comes back to me, she goes, You can ride your ATV around the camper area. <laughs> camper like, area? I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, There's a race here tomorrow. This is the Motor City Madness Race for Dirt Bikes event. I'm like, Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> right now, I'm frustrated. I'm like, ready to explode. It's one way. There's all these people behind me, and I gotta back up, make everyone back up behind me. It's <laughs> 20 car lengths long, and I got this trailer behind me. So all these people have to start backing up because Jeff is at the wrong event. He's two hours out where he's supposed to be from. <laughs> oh I tell God. you, I was so pissed, and I was so embarrassed. Thank God those guys didn't have my name. I never gave my name, who I was, where I was from. Because the stories they would tell oh, yeah. around the fire. This chick there followed us from Hancock. We, we had this idiot follow us for four hours. So he needed to have a dirt bike. He didn't have a dirt bike. He got one of those ATVs. He got to go to an ATV party. <laughs> oh, my God. So I finally, I finally, two hours later, I get to my destination. I figure out where this place is. Now, it closes at 5. Yeah, 4.30? <laughs> it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm paying $30 to ride till 5. I'm like, you know what? I'm here. My back's killing me. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So I paid my 30 and it was on top. I mean, it was a bitch to get up on top of this mountain on top of it. Paid my $30. Got my four-wheeler off. Phone doesn't work. I have no idea if anyone's trying to get a hold of me. So I'm freaking out about that. I didn't have time to test the four-wheeler after I changed some oil and put the tires on or anything. Pulled off the trailer, started up, started going down where the main trail is, got to the main trail where you can open it up, hit it, went, Bleh. Oh my motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker, I am like living, right? I'm going, my back's killing me. I'm, I'm like, why won't it move? Well, when these four-wheelers submerge, mm-hmm. they have a belt system, and that if it, you can get water in there, the belt won't, it slips. So I'm looking around the machine, and I'm like, plug, belt, pull it out. Water just gushes out of this thing. Five minutes later, put it back in. Ran perfect after that. No problems. Got on top of a mountain. I had a signal, like one one little bar. 
I called it on call and said, hey, uh, this is Jeff, you know, blah, blah. Did anyone call? No, you're good. Um, thank you. Jesus. Something went right. Yeah, something went right. So I rode for the next hour. had to check in because I did have a plug around the location. So every, you know, 15 minutes I'd stop on top of the mountain and call in. My back's thrown out. It worked great. Oof. So finally I get back. It's getting close to 5. I'm like, I'm going to go home. I had to have someone help me get the four-wheeler on the trailer and then put the gate up like my back was shot. But uh, that's my retard story. Retarded. Yeah, I followed people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I guess if I, if I saw motorbikes and. You're going to an event. And team logos. But what are the odds they would go through the same I town? Know, what I know, are the odds? Maybe I wouldn't have. I don't know. I'm just I'm 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 Monday morning quarterback and just thinking they got more motorbikes than ID TVs in that thing. <laughs> just may not be the event I'm going to. Hey, be glad you were by yourself. Oh, it because uh, if you had anyone else with you, all well, the was... kids the kids probably wouldn't give you shit. But if you had someone else with you, like me or Heather, oh yeah, it would just be hounding you. Driving away from that place, I'm literally pounding on my steering wheel. Motherfucker! I'm screaming, pounding, cocksucking son of a bitch! <laughs> oh my god. Too funny. Only you? Only uh, us. Yeah. Only us, Jeff. True Only story, us. folks. Every True story. story. Oh, yeah. shit. Well, how about you? What are you? What are you uh, well, nothing. Nothing overall. I'm working. Working, and then Alani was gone one of the weeks for a, some kind of hippie, hippie pagan Viking, Viking festival in Massachusetts, so speaking she of went Alani, to that. Speaking of Alani, um, if I paid her, will she put an evil spell on somebody? Um, I'll pay her what? No, I'll let you discuss that with her. I will not speak for her on it. Right, I'm going to talk to her because there's someone I'm going to get. They deserve it. They deserve it. If I was Joseph Stalin, she'd be in a gulag. That's how much she deserves it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so she went to that, and so as we're trying to get her packed up and ready to go, we come across this uh, letter from the town of Dickinson, where we live, and uh, dated from almost a month before we actually found it. And it's a summons saying that we need to do this or that or the other thing to the yard. It was uh, something about the backyard and vegetation over 10 inches high and rubbish and yeah they get pissed and I'm like, like really backyard yeah, right. <laughs> so this is back in april it's the end of april we're in the end of may right now so i said don't worry about it so don't even think about it don't let this ruin your fun go out here do your thing nothing to do about it now so i'll take a look at it we'll address it we'll take care of it whatever so i know i spent two days two three days out taking care of the backyard and People kill me. Tom Dixon kills me. Other than, other than being adept at snow removal and keeping the roadway open on our hill, they do nothing else <laughs> for me. They have no police department and no fire department to speak of. They have people that sit on a committee and find ways to make us miserable. So, so what I found for is I'm reading this, and unfortunately the house is in Alani's name and the property is in Alani's name, but. They, you know, they sum, they sum it up as 
uh, failure to comply could result in fines of $1,000 a day or a year in jail. And I'm thinking, really? <laughs> a year in jail because I got weeds in my backyard. <laughs> Bring it on, is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> a year, or a year in jail. Really? Do it. Do it. Send me to jail. I want to be talking to Action News 12 and sure TV will. Station 40 saying, yeah, I'm being sent to jail for a year because I got weeds in my backyard. You should roll back. Suck it. That's all you should put out. That's back. stupid one in four means. But other than that, no, it's just been work, work, work and trying to, you know, pay the bills and stay out of jail and... <laughs> Yeah, getting ready for the, you know, eventual World War Three with whatever country of the week everyone thinks Trump's picking on to start a war with. So, you know, if it's not North Korea, it's Russia. If it's not Russia, it's somewhere else. There are bats in North Korea and Canada. I don't know. I don't know if it was Canada or whatever. What are we drinking tonight? We are drinking Zima, the refreshing citrus beverage. Uh, it is an, It is a day... It's an adult beverage, but it's very borderline adult beverage. It's a limited release. Remember, these were big in the nineties. These were big in the nineties. These were big in the nineties. Then they went away. Then they went away. And they last year they did this once. They had a re-release, and again this year they did it. I bought the summer for the summer. It's a summer thing. cases. Very light, very refreshing, very. I love it. You can. And it makes me shit like a racehorse. You can drink. Ten thousand is never really get drunk, but they sell it as alcohol. Good problems. I'll take bourbon eight days a week, whatever. So we're drinking the Zima, and we we got a tipsy cow shot for later. We're not quite at that point yet, but um, oh, we're we're far from it. We're, oh yeah, we're, we're right. only twenty two minutes in the scene. Um, yeah, just you know, just sleep, work, eat, sleep, work, shit, shower, shave. Oh, okay. Let me tell you another story. Let's talk about Boy Scouts, shall we? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, Boy Scouts. Scouts. Yeah, Scouts. Scouts. So Keegan and his little buddy Zach right, are in Scouts together. And on the... Uh, Zach, is this one that eats your food? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So monkey see, monkey do. I am doing Scouts, so I have to too. So, of course, because Zach's mom works a lot, single mom, three jobs, I have to go pick up Zach every time. It's a Scouty event, which I don't mind. Right. I'm trying to help out with him. So, uh... Anyway, not this camp out, but the one before, something happened uh, with the two of them. They did something, something so bad that the National Committee of Boy Scouts at the national level was informed. Because they have a zero tolerance policy for certain things. <laughs> and they were told that if whatever they did happened again, they'd be out of Scouts. There's no if they answer buts about it. But no one has to what this is. Yeah. I picked up bits and pieces of it. Um, basically, you know, when they're in scouts, you're you're part of the troop. You're not split up. You know, you don't go off by yourselves. Okay. You know, they would set up their camp away from everybody else. Big no-no. Okay. The second thing they were doing was, you know, there's scouts that have earned the right to be in charge. They've been there for two or three years. They might be younger than you, but they're in charge. They know what the fuck they're doing. Okay. And they basically told these other scouts, fuck off. We're not going to do what you told us to do. Big mistake. Can't do that. It's like an army unit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work that way. Then the other thing they did was uh, one of the kids. Apparently, they were bullying the other, well, the other kids, which is a huge no-no. Oh yeah, in my book. 
So they stepped over multiple lines. <laughs> so I had a very unpleasant conversation with a Scout <laughs> leader, uh, one of the local community, you know, uh, chapter members. Um, and the boys were told, and by me and by them, they pulled that shit again and are out. <clears throat> I was embarrassed because um, I know the kid that was taking the receiving end of some of this. His parents are both Iraq or Iraq War veterans. Mm-hmm. They're good people. They certainly once every year for twelve, you know, like eight. Those mom and dad, good people. They're veterans. They actually served in the fucking war right. um, on the front line. You know, not like sitting in right. the tent. Uh, I have a lot of respect for that. And I was very embarrassed as a parent. I mean, it's so embarrassing. It's unbelievable. And I really gave the two plus boys all in time. So you think that would have changed everything? So Scoutmaster comes to me and goes, you know what, I got an idea. We're going to split those two up because they're too buddy-buddy. I go, I agree with you. We're going to make a patrol leaders. Sounds like they're being rewarded for something. Yeah, yeah, well, they're like, well, they're really smart, which they are. They're both very intelligent, and they're very street savvy, which they both are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, if that's what you think is best. And these guys have been doing this shit. This guy's like 60. You know, they, yeah. they've been doing this Boy Scout shit since they were kids. They know what the hell's going on, so I'm trusting their judgment. So, uh, this past weekend, we got to spend time up at the Boy Scout camp because they camped out Friday and Saturday. And this is where they had their big awards banquet. They got promoted and they're full fledged scouts now. And so, as this is going on, before the awards are handed out, now, parents, here comes a speech. It's very general like. <laughs> See this knife? This knife shouldn't be longer than your palm. This is the official Boy Scout night. I confiscated six knives from these Boy Scouts tonight. Or from this weekend. There weren't the official Boy Scout knife. They said walking blade. He went through all this stuff, right? I'm like, I know Keegan has the right one. I made sure he had the right one. There's no reason to have any other fucking knife on this fucking expedition. And I checked his shit before he left. I opened back so I know what's in his bags. Who do you think it was? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah was his buddy Zach. Uh, they traded. They traded something and uh, Keegan ended up with a knife this fucking long. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Not locking. Yeah. Totally off the charts. Completely unacceptable. So, picking him up Sunday, I need to talk to you. I'm like, oh, bitch, here we are again. So all the other parents see me getting an earful from the scout <laughs> Then the boys come over and they're getting an earful. And then I'm going off on the boys in front of everybody. Um, you know, he starts yelling at Keegan. He goes, you're not Stalin. You're not Hitler. That's not how the leadership works. They broke them off in patrols, gave them their own patrols. Keegan basically said, you know what? I'm in charge. I'm going to do what I tell you to do. I don't care if you like it or not, you little bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so we had that. We had the, the knife handed back to me. The knife. Dad, where'd you get this? I was embarrassed he did it for all my parents. And you go, I don't know. Keegan. Oh, Zach gave it to me. (laughs) So, anyway, their leadership roles now. We're working on it. But, uh, yeah, the scouting thing is probably going to be a stroke or a heart attack. You know, one of the two. Yeah. It is and it isn't. Oh, and then I got roped in. I got roped in on top of that. Oh, yeah, you know me, right? 
See, here I am. You know, I did I did the Boys and Girls Club for 15 years right. as a volunteer, and I, I said I'm done. I did it. I did my part. But now, now it's soup kitchen time. I'm going to start working in the soup kitchen volunteer on Saturdays because it helps him get his equal badge. So he's going to be in there working in the soup kitchen with me, but he's going to need supervision. I can't leave him to serve fucking food to somebody who'll poison him. So, <laughs> so we, on Saturdays, I'm going to be working in the soup, soup kitchen. kitchen. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. cheers. Cheers to the soup kitchen. <laughs> Oddly enough, where, where this pagan viking spiritual retreat was was at the boy scout camp in in massachusetts no kidding something huh. something something mountain i don't know something something mountain. Something, something, mountain. something mountain. it was a boy scout camp though return to which mountain yeah something hey like that. yeah yeah something like that so you know it's kind of that's as close as we get to scouting well do you remember me telling you about how they would send this guy around and they roped us in they didn't tell there was a meeting you remember the word yeah, yeah. for, for the little scouts yeah. and all of a sudden, you get you know you you spend three hundred dollars, you get a special little badge. You spend six hundred dollars, you get a little plaque for your mailbox. Right, remember right. that mail, shit? The mailbox. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So uh, they don't do this for that. They do it for the older boys too. So they got me again. Same guy handed me the envelope, which I didn't fill out and threw away. You know, and I'm getting all the dirty looks from the older scout guys because they know I'm the one not paying. But <laughs> I justified it this weekend because when I went up to this camp, Camp Tuscarado or the hell is up in the Paso, right? This place is huge. This Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts of America. Yeah, that's it. Yes, And uh, so I pull up. You have to check in. Security. Everyone's got to stop. Security guy is five times the size of you this way. Yeah. Yeah, he can't even get out of the chair. Restraint the law. I know, but I don't know where I'm going. Put the name on it. It's not hard to do. They built the booth around the law. Yeah. Right? I'm like, this is what my money would have been paid for? This fat bastard to sell his fat ass and bark orders? I'm like, fuck you people. No wonder I didn't pay it. My, my, you know, Jeffy Sense was telling me this is bullshit. Exactly was. Bullshit. Fat, get a job, you fat fuck. You see, you couldn't get off your ass and chase someone. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to go swimming for an hour in there before you'd be able to catch up to me. You're poking me in here. I'd be swimming for an hour before I even noticed. I'm going to go swimming up there. I guarantee you I'm going to get around these guys. He's a fat, he can't do nothing. I'm going to go swimming. But anyway, I am. I'm going to go fishing and swimming up there. But, uh, and I'm going to get around security. Uh, it, no, I'm going to videotape it. I, I, gonna I, don't, I don't know it. where Keegan gets his bullying thing yeah, from. I'm going to videotape it. I don't know where Keegan <laughs> learns how to pick up people that are different than us. <laughs> I, it must be his friends that are yeah. in his peer group. Yeah, can't be, can't no, be, he gets it all. No, the point being is money's not being spent wisely. Oh, okay. And I'm not spending $600 fucking okay. dollars on my money not being spent wisely. Okay. You know, I'll buy oh, cars for my oh, ATV for okay, fuckers. Point. Okay, that's a point. We're bullying to make a point, okay. Yeah, and on top of that, now, so you go around these, these camps and the boys have tents. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place, they got hammocks, they got these lean-tos built, which are really cool, right? Then you go down a little ways and they have... Areas with bunk beds in them, you know, shelters, yeah. which are for the winter, I'm sure. Um, but then, you know, the girls will be starting there soon. Next year, the girls start joining the Boy Scouts. Right. I'm not down with that. I'm not down with that at all. You got bunk beds. They're going to be camping. They're going to be knocking boots together when no one's looking. You don't think that's happening in the tents and the lean-tos? Not right now. There's no, no girls. No, but once... They get there, yeah, whether, well, whether it's bunk beds or not. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not down with this. Isn't it? You don't, look, you don't, look, you were 14 once, you remember. You were thinking one thing. 
Yeah. You saw pussy, you wanted a pussy. That's all you thought about. That's a fact. Yeah. You know, women, they don't like to hear it, but that's a fact. That's what we thought. And, you know, girls, whether they want to admit it or not, it's sometimes they're just as horny as guys. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to have little baby Boy Scouts popping out over the fucking place. And the Boy Scouts going to be sued. You watch. You watch it's what's going to happen. They're going to get sued. You watch. You weren't supervising. My kid got pregnant. You watch. Well, obviously not supervising if they meant <laughs> Keegan and his friend patrol leader. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't think it was. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I don't think it was a good idea. But yeah. they know better than I. They've well, been doing it longer. They may not. Well, that feels up by the time. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh, too fun. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. that's my, uh, my Boy Scout weekend tale of adventure. And of course, you know, the, the Scoutmaster, look, I respect him because he's an older guy and he puts mm. a lot of time into it. Yeah. Get that. But he's very, like, Heil Hitler, you know, type. He's yelling to boys about being like Hitler. Prime example, I've never been there before. I'm up in the camp area. We're checking things out and reading this board. Yeah, and he's not cooking food yet, but there's this area set up where there's some grills. Mm-hmm. He comes up behind, puts his hand by his shoulder, and he goes, you're in the kitchen area. You've never been here before, so this is the first morning I give you. Yeah, no one gets in the kitchen area. I'm like, Heather, come on, we're going to go walk in. I didn't say anything to him. I was pissed. And she goes, you don't like him, do you? I go, no, I don't. I'm a very, I'm a not a controlling freak, but I'm a general. I'm a leader. That's right. what I've done my whole life. So when I encounter that with somebody else, we're not going to get along. <laughs> we're not going to get along at all. So, yeah. You know, there's times that you can go up there as a father and camp with the boys. Mm-hmm. I'll kill that guy. I would literally murder him. With you know, I just know nice. what happened. I can't go. There's no way I can go. That's it. No way. That personality just ain't gonna work. Jeff meant to say figuratively murder him, not literally <laughs> yeah, murder not really. him. Yeah, I wouldn't. That was in no way a pre-confession. I would to, take the old bastard to this guy dying. Beat him. Nice guy. No, let me be wrong, folks. I no, I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying how I know I. I'd be pissed off. So it's just better I don't go. Um, what about you? So those are my, some of my stories. My some of your stories. Stuff, yeah. Ah, my stories. Something interesting at work. Not really, you know, degenerate Lamborghinis or degenerate gamblers. So money in, money out. Promoting new people. They promote a lot of people at work. I'm not interested in being promoted. Why not? You're a leader. You've always been a manager. Lead us. Which is why, which is why I don't <laughs> want to do it yeah, anymore. You've been down that road. But they're just promoting these kids to be in charge, and it's just, it's just crazy. So eventually, it'll get to the point that it'll be a. I'm in someone's kitchen area, and it just won't be pretty. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that is like it is. Actually, it's kind of that way now because I run the uh, I'm the head of the tow committee, which is tokes or tips. That's what we call it. Mm. Tips is tokes, and. Um, it's all controlled by the dealers. They, the management, the casino has nothing to do with it. It's all dealer controlled, dealer handled, whatever. And uh, it's been a couple, couple incidents where uh, security or someone else felt they they knew what the deal was with the tow committee and how to do things. And uh, got to a short pissy match with them. It's not where it is. Yeah, just they're all. We, uh, we're supposed to wait for security, which I get. I get security being there, you know, mm-hmm. kind of keep an eye on it. But 
I've got a time schedule. I got I, I we start at three. We got we got to get done and counted and taken care of. So ten to four, we can clock in to do our job on right. the on the gaming floor. Right. So if they don't show up at three o'clock or shortly thereafter, there's a good chance someone's not going to be showing up on time for their shift. Right. So you know, I'm I'm the chair. I run the thing. I run the thing. So I made the call. I'm not waiting for security. I got extra people tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll stand back. I'll keep an eye on things. I'll fill that role, but we're going to start. Yep. Told, the, told the, the, the pit supervisor, hey, call surveillance. Let them know security's not available yet. We're going to start. Let them know, you know, we're going to start there. They can keep an eye on it. What you're supposed to do. Right. Surveillance supposed to do it. So, went through three pits. Got halfway through the fourth pit. All of a sudden, the pit boss is on the phone with surveillance. And I can hear her. Just, I called you and told you. Why? What's the problem? Right. She looks at me and she goes, they say you can't do this without security. I said, Jackie, let them know that I I spoke to the president of the tow committee (laughs) and he is okay with this. Right. And he has signed off on this and we're good to go. Yeah. She's like, he said he is the president of the tow committee (laughs) and he's good with this and he's good to go. So, so... She's like, okay, they say security's on their way. Don't dump them on the table to count until they get there. I said, okay, I really wasn't probably going to do that, but okay, <laughs> So, so we get there, we dump them. We wait for security to show up, and they send one of their officers up there. So we dump them, we're starting to count. I don't know, we were maybe, we weren't even a minute into counting them. And I got the the shift supervisor for, for uh, swing shift. Security comes up. Gets right up in my grill. Gets right up in my grill. And it's like, you don't ever. Right. I'm like, look, I'm trying to do you a favor by doing this. Not, I know you're busy. Right. I know you're busy. I know you got things. You know you're short staffed. You don't ever touch the blah, 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 blah. And before I can say anything, goes, and you don't like it, you can talk to Charlie. I'm like, okay. And he walked away. Or he goes, you can talk to your boss. He said, you can talk to your boss. And he walked away. And I'm like, hmm. Should I have told him that that would be me? (laughs) (laughs) I said, if he'd give me a moment, I would explain to him that I am my boss. And I've approved this to do this. So so that was, it was just once. And I said, whatever. Jack goes, Jack was our pit, our shift supervisor. She's like, everything all right? I said, I don't know. Security's got it. I'm, I'm sure they go to Charlie about it. Mm-hmm. I said, if Charlie or Leo's here in the morning, let me talk to him, just explain to him. I said, but we have been clear from the start that other than depositing the money so it can go into our checks, casino has nothing to do with this. To do with this. Yes, it's not their money. <laughs> it's, it's not, not their money. Yeah. I would think they'd be happy at some point that we would say we don't need security. It's not their money. I get it if it was the casino's money, right? Not touching the chips, yeah. But it's not. I mean, I appreciate them feeling they're protecting it, but it's not their and, money. and again, it's one of these things where I appreciate. It's one of these things where it's, it's a I see it as a as a gesture. First of all, we don't get the same security officer every night, so we get new people. New people have no idea what they're doing. 
no new people that really don't know what they're looking for. That they go through may they may or may they may or may not be paying attention to while we're counting whether we're you know whether we're touching our bodies if we t- you know they're just I get it I appreciate I appreciate the gesture but when it comes right down to it that's all it is right you know and I, I appreciate it but you really you really don't see the security I did security for years and years and years there is real no security end to this. You're another set of eyes. You're an independent set of eyes. Other than the others watching this, but sometimes you guys don't even know what you're looking for. That's like the keys. When you when you sign out your keys, this is, this is the part that kills me. Eventually, this is gonna be this is gonna be a piss match about this too. <laughs> so they got them in a lockbox. Right. It's punch in your your personal ID and your personal password. These are assigned to you. Mm-hmm. No one else. No one else. These are yours. It's like password and ID on a computer. Right. And you tell it what key you're going to take. Number 53, number 30, whatever it is. And it unlocks the key and you can take it. And you go. So you have electronically signed out this key. So they have this added step in the whole process. Where I've got to walk half half, half a mile more <laughs> to even a further end of the casino to sign the key log book saying I've taken this key. And either leave them my driver's license or my car keys to ensure that I return the key before I leave. Good God. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like having to walk to the security office, let alone having to walk another distance. Yeah. I've signed for it electronically. If that is not somehow good enough, I'm not sure how you can explain to me. And I've done this for where I've, I've left my driver's license with them. But in the morning, I just didn't care. So right. I, I returned the key. Right. I figured I'll get, I'll get my driver's license some other time when I'm in the neighborhood. Yeah. Cool. What are you going to do? In, in a lot. I yeah, mean, it's like they call you it's, home. It's, hey. They got my driver's license. <laughs> right. How's that stopping My, from my driver's license was up there for four days. Yeah. How's that stopping from going home? And no one called me and said, hey, you yeah. know, we still got your driver's license. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. But you know the key's back because yeah. electronically yeah. it was checked back yeah. in. Yeah. 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 So... <laughs> It's it's a pet peeve when people do things for security reasons, but it's just well, extra work. I heard her. They're, no, just, make, they're just making extra work. You don't need to confirm this. But I have heard. Don't confirm this. I should. It's your job. But I have heard right, that you know they go through security pretty fast over there because one little there is there is a game. there is no I, I, no it's it's not it's not a secret. There is zero tolerance yeah, one for mistakes. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much. I think they're told that. I mean, it's not like it's a, it's not like a surprise. Mm-hmm. There's, there's zero talents for mistakes, and I, and I get, I get, to an extent, the reason. Like if you're, if you're posted at the entrance to the casino, we can't have anyone in there under twenty one. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you show up there and you've got Keegan with you, mm-hmm. even though you're Keegan's dad, can't go in. He can't go in. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You know, which is, which is kind of a pain in the ass because they got the one restaurant on the other side of the casino. Right, right. You've got to go all the way around the outside of the building to get to the restaurant. So that's yeah. just a lousy place to put, the, put that, put that restaurant or whatever. So yeah, so in, it can be big fines from the state. Yeah, it can be big fines from the state. So I get, I get the zero tolerance on that kind of thing. I mean, it's really stand there and ask for someone's ID if you have any questions. And, you know, they they should be you know seriously unless the guy's got a walker. They should be asking for ID and doing their job. I right. get that. 
But yeah, they're, they're, they go through security like, like water. Wow. That's unfortunate. Well, and again, it's... I know why they do it. I get why they do it. You know, that's like... And but unfortunately, what that leads to, you know, you've been in the business as well. Oh, yeah. You, you get inexperienced people know what the fuck they're doing. Garbage right in, now. garbage out. It's, yeah. Yeah. And so then you have more fuck-ups. It actually opens the security hole in your net by that kind of turnover. My well, opinion. and again, it's... Surveillance is a big concern. Security is secondary. Believe me, if anyone try to take anything or do anything, our security team is not designed. Yeah, to I looked up the PS once. I moved to ask out the return. <laughs> they're not designed I'm to. Joking. They're not designed to do anything. <laughs> so I mean, I give the guy. I mean, they get crap pay. You know, I'm sure they get crap pay. I'm sure they do. And uh, they do the best they can and. I wasn't looking to make their life harder, but you know, first of all, don't get up with my girl on the on the gaming floor. That's something you never you never get into an argument on the gaming floor. Yeah, it makes you all you don't. Bad. Yeah. You don't. Bad in front of the customers. You don't. Yeah. You either wait yeah. for me. We talk in an office. We mm-hmm. talk somewhere else. But don't get up with my girl on the gaming floor and then not give me a chance to talk to you. Yeah. You know, and again, it's just like I said that they don't understand that they think they think all these things are in place. It's a procedure or policy for doing the tokes. But I write those procedures and policies. <laughs> I approve those procedures and policies. Yeah. I would know if it's a procedure or policy. <laughs> so if you want to add your own little gimmick to it, as long as it doesn't bother us, I don't care. But when push comes to shove and it's, it's going to inconvenience me, I'm not following what you think is the procedure for that's this. Right. And that's pretty much what the director of the casino said. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I have seen the procedures for in. Nowhere does it say that security has to be there when they collect the tokens. Yeah. So we're done. Yeah, we're done. End the conversation. You know, just start I will say, around. since they tend, they've been very good about getting me someone. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I just, yeah, it was just, it was just one of those things where it's like, look, I'm, I really don't want this, but we're gonna, we're gonna be realistic about it, and you are not. And again, security and surveillance. They call a lot of shots. A lot of what they say goes because of security and surveillance. But it's not like we do a lot of stupid stuff just for surveillance, so they can see what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but uh, yeah, so the casino's interesting. It's fun. Um, I still love the job. Don't get me wrong; it beats the hell out of retail any day of the week. But you know, between that and people that don't know how to tip, I don't, I don't, I don't get how people don't understand the concept of tipping. No, we have talked just before. That, they just don't. Uh, they yeah. still don't. We're, we're almost two years into this, and and I could I could even I could even tolerate the excuse. Well, I'm not winning. Well, okay, but if the only if the ones that are winning would tip, it'd be nice too. Right. You, you sit yeah. there and give a guy a five thousand dollar payout, and he tips you five bucks or nothing, or maybe ten. Dude, I just. You, I just dealt you a hand that you now are collecting five grand on. Yeah. Show, show a little gratitude. You can't be that. I throw you $100. Well, I mean, it's hundred dollars fair or something like that. I don't even no, know. Absolutely. Well, yeah, probably more, more than fair, but, you know, I just, yeah. So that's, that's what, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, from everything I understand, we are actually, we are actually the top casino of the new ones that have opened. And some of the ones that have been around for a long time. As far as a, a tip rate, week in and week out. So we're doing all right, but I just, 
I just don't get, I mean, I tip when I go places, I tip, I but I always, I've, I've bounced, I've worked in bars for years, I've bounced for years, I've, yeah. and at the bounce you get tipped, but I see the waitresses, and yeah. you, you get in that mindset where you, you tip, you know, you yeah. tip, you, I, Heather, everybody you know, you knows start me. at 20% and go from there. Yeah, everybody knows me. When I go out, I sit on a bar, I get served, because I tip well, and they remember that, and it was a trick I learned when I was younger. You tip good, that bartender doesn't remember that, mm-hmm. and you're going to get served. No matter how busy you are, they're going to see, ah, Jeff, tips. Boom, they're right there, and they're giving me my shit. Every time. doesn't matter where I go. Once they know I'm a tipper, bam, I'm taken care of. And that's the truth. Yeah. So, People don't get that. You know, um, what was I going to say about tipping? Tipping cows. Tipping cows. Tipping cows. There's going to be a drink in yeah. drinking a few minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know the tipping thing. But well, it's a, it's a fact. I mean, the better you tip, the, you know, the better you're going to serve. And that's just how life works. And you want to be a cheap bastard. And I have friends that are cheap bastards. And it's emb- I won't even drink with them anymore because it's embarrassing. There's one friend, his name's Ricky, and uh, I, he, Ricky doesn't understand why I don't go out and drink with him anymore. One of the reasons? Because you tip a dollar after five drinks. What kind of tip is that, dude? They're not making shit on you. And they and they say thank you very much for your dollar, and they're making fun of what you, you and you don't do get it, it you Absolutely. fucking idiot. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely they're making fun of you. But, uh, but I tip other places that people don't think, like, I will, I usually get gas on the way to or from work, and there's a place in Endwell, which probably means nothing to anyone's listening, but that has a full-service gas station. Now, I won't tip every time, but if it's crappy weather, or if it's really cold, or it's really hot out, I'll throw the guy pumping gas a tip. There you go. Buck or two. Yeah, why not? If it's crappy, I mean, if it's nice, yeah. it's a nice day, and anyone else would be killed to be outside working, maybe not, but usually, you know, if it's cold weather, or it's really raining, it's miserable. I tip them. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of tipping, escorts mm-hmm. and hookers, if you have an agreed price, but they go beyond expectations, do you tip? I always give them a tip. <laughs> oh, dang! Hey, oh, where's our little funny thing? <laughs> just a tip, just a tip. That's all they get is just a tip. Oh, God, oh, uh, I can't speak to that. I don't know. I'm sure you can. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, man, let's, you know, we're at that point. Let's do the tipping count. We can move on. Yes, tipping count. So, tonight, besides Zima, which just on a second, we are having... You want to know about it? No, I'm good. I'm going to have this. So, we're having tippy cow orange cream liqueur. This is part of the bucket of booze. This is part of the bucket of booze. Bucket of booze. Bucket of booze. Thank you, sir. This is swimming with. Well, look at tippers. Here we go. Mmm. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's like creamsicles. I like that. Yeah, it's a little low. A little low. You know what I have to look forward to this week, Greg? It's Father's Day. Father's Day? But it's also nice. Heather's birthday oh, on man. Friday. Mm. So I have to go out with a bunch of deaf people. <laughs> well, Friday night to a speakeasy. Deaf people speakeasy. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> a speakeasy? You know, the, the bar. I get that. Yeah. Is that the name of the bar, a speakeasy? Well, this used to be called back in the 30s. Well, I get that. But, but usually uh, speakeasies were illegal. Yeah, but that's the whole point. It's an old style. You know about this bar that opened up in uh, no. Binghamton? There's an old style bar open up a speakeasy. 
and uh, there's a, like a, a passageway and really? all that shit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, we're going to check it out. Oh, and, nice. Uh, Drinks are expensive. I've already heard friends go there, which I don't mind. I don't care about paying. You no, know drinks are expensive like any place. I'm going to look there. I don't give a fuck. You know, well, can't take it with it. Um, but it would be cool. Yeah, you know, like, you know, it's kind of upscale-ish, so I'll be wearing some nicer clothes, maybe one of my suits or something, you know, so, at least I heard, I might be overdressed and I would want. There's a deaf joke in a speakeasy. <laughs> I some, know, that's what I'm making that Something about the irony of it. Yeah, well, that's what I was should saying, be, speakeasy. Should be calling it a, a sign-easy. Sign-easy, <laughs> right. Sign-easy. But, uh... And then Father's Day, I may get my wish to go forward. Because I kind of go every weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're spending $400 a month on four wheelers, you want to go shop the four wheelers. <laughs> it's yeah. a car payment for a nice car. Well, yeah, because you're going to get it here soon enough, you won't be able to do that. If what? you, you four wheel in the winter? Oh, yeah, easy. Do you? No, but yeah, these things are designed for that shit. Yeah, well, you saw the picture I put up on Facebook down the river and the snow and all that oh, shit. Yeah, yeah the ice. And, oh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> no problem. They're more useful around here than snowmobiles, I believe. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's you know, so. true. Absolutely. So, Trump. He is in Singapore. 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 Mr. Hill. <laughs> Mr. Hill. Is he still? No, is he still with him? Or is it on his way to the G7? No, they're. Was it the G7? Tomorrow. G7 was the first. Yeah, tomorrow they okay. are meeting for the official first okay. meeting between the U.S. president and the leader of North Korea. First time ever in history. No other president's done this. You know, and so this is huge. No other man again. So uh, we will see what happens. If Trump brings peace to North Korea, I mean, uh, like a peaceful resolution, re-election. Slam dunk. There's no me, no question about it. Give me a slam dunk. If the war is officially declared over by the United States with North Korea, it's a slam dunk. It's done. Trump is re-elected. Not even a question about it. What do you mean saying no? No. It's it's too soon. This will quickly get dismissed. There'll be something else going on. No, no. Po- I no, disagree. No. I disagree. Look at, okay, the unemployment rates came it's out a, It's last a 70-year-old war that no one cares whether it's over or not. No, they do because it, it was a big deal because everyone's like, we're going to get new players. We had also the bullshit. Well, and John Trump, McCain was jumping well, that's up and down with Trump his panties on. And, and if Lindsey Trump was Graham, in office, we were never getting Lindsey Graham was jumping up and down with their panties on, and even Chuck Schumer was like, "Oh, we're gonna do something before we get new." But that was yeah. all. That was all perpetrated by Trump. And no, 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 no. no talking no. about pushing his big button, and his missiles are bigger are you, than bigger than. Are you bigger going than, liberal on me? I'm just trying to point out. The no, fact, you're not. No, I'm just trying to point out the fact that this. This man will never do anything. No, he won't. But listen, it doesn't matter what the media says. Don't you understand? The media, the media said he'd never win. Remember, the well, Washington no, Post I, well, had no, a 99% no, no, chance that Hillary Clinton was going to win election. 99% chance. Jeff, I was calling Trump the winner right. before he went so off. So did I. I know. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, they just, they just don't get him. Like, I know. I told psychics who told me that Taylor's going to win that they were nuts. Yeah. You're wrong. I said, yeah. you're wrong. You're, gonna be, you're wrong. I'm telling you, you're wrong. I was nice about it, but I knew you were wrong. <laughs> you know, this, there's, they're still investigating the Russia thing. That's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Still... Only CNN is investigating the Russian thing. Nobody else is at this point. But CNN there's, there's all the crap that came off. There's all the crap that came off of that. The, 
Stormy Daniels. Now they got the lawyer. They're investigating the lawyer. There's nothing to do with them. They're never know. I'm telling you, they're just. Hey, look, it's just we one, knew we predicted. You and I predicted this I is how it would be. This is not exactly how it would be. But what I'm saying to you is, look at you have the highest. I mean, the lowest, the lowest black American unemployment in history of the United States right now under Trump. Lowest it's ever been. That's a fact. That's factual data. We have a 3.8% unemployment. It's the lowest since Ronald Reagan in 1983. Okay? This is amazing. We have the uh, GDP growing at almost 4%. As been since, again, since Reagan, 1984. All he's doing, everything he's doing, is beyond and beyond any crisis we had, even before Reagan, really. I mean, it's amazing. And then he's going to bring peace. He'll find a way. He's the dealer maker. He's going to bring peace to North Korea and South Korea. Okay? I'm telling you right now, Trump is going to be re-elected. I'm telling you. I'm calling it right now. What's it? June 11th, 2018, Trump is re-elected. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's going to happen. He, he, he's a racist. Oh God, he's, he's a fornicator. Oh God, he's an adulterer. Melania's, uh, he's a wife beater. Melania, oh, that's another thing. He's that's a right, wife, the wife beater thing. Melania <laughs> hasn't been seen in a while after <laughs> her surgery, and it's because Trump's been smacking her around. I heard it on the news. I heard it on the news. Yes, heard heard it on the news. He's a wife beater. <laughs> he. I think people, you know, they they gave him a chance, but all these things are coming to light now. Now that he's now that he's in the spotlight. You know, he was doing this TV show, and yeah. he was kind of, he was kind of still in the shadow. But now the spotlight's on him. All these things are coming out. Yep. You know, and yep. I know we're making fun of this. Oh yeah. But <laughs> the amount of, in what's meant, but what amazing to me is people aren't buying it. But the CNN and the NBCs are still pushing it, the and their ratings are going even lower. The white beating thing was the funniest thing. There was a funny singer. Their ratings are even lower. It's like you dummies. You're below Nickelodeon at this point. What don't you understand about what you're doing isn't right? People up to see right through your lies, you idiots. Start telling about news. Stop telling what people to think. They're still telling people what to think, and they don't get it. America has woken up, you dumbasses. Wake up. I'm not mad about it. I think it's funny because they're destroying oh, their own networks. They're I destroying your own networks. I do networks. too. That's why I'm making, that's why I'm yeah. making fun of it. But, yeah. you know, um, you know, then the whole thing leading up to this G7 summit and he wanted Russia to join. I got it. At this point, why would you not want Russia there? Right. I get, I get at some point your people are all pissed off at Russia and didn't want them in it. But they are a major player in the game. That's like... Yeah. Let's actually no, well, we're going to have an NFL season this year, but we're not going to invite, you know, the Eagles or the Patriots because yeah. they were in it last year. Yeah. We're kind of pissed. At, we're we're kind of pissed at the Patriots. Over their name. Fuck we're pissed at the Patriots. <laughs> Tom Brady. So we're not going to invite the uh, Patriots and the Eagles. They got assholes for fans, <laughs> and we're not going to invite them. You can't. They're major players yeah, in the game. Exactly. You got to have them there. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have the, the, all the knee thing. NFL owners said, "Do not do not take a knee. Do not come on the field if you're going to take a knee. We'll find you. Whatever. That's fine. People, they're at work. This isn't a Sunday pickup game. This isn't this isn't the Thanksgiving bowl. They're at work. I can't I can't at work." 
discuss politics. I can't at work do all, all that kind of things. If part of my job involved having the national anthem played, I couldn't not I couldn't disrespect that. Right, exactly. And get away with it. Yeah. There there are and and you're welcome to to have free speech, but there are consequences for that. Exactly. So if you're willing to pay the fine, take your knee. Make your point. But don't sit there and cry and whine about it. And I and I don't know why people think that Trump bullied the owners into doing this. Oh, it's always Trump. I don't know. It's always Trump. I'm not sure where that logic came from. Trump 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 bullied the owners, really? Some of these people have more money than I mean I don't get it. I don't get I don't get people. They you hand them a plate full of facts. And they come back with the bizarre's conclusions. Example. So we had a, we had, just because I know he doesn't listen to this program. We had a psychic fair two weekends ago, last weekend, whatever it was. Tetherwood. Yeah, it's a Tetherwood. That's the weekend I threw my back out. That is, that is the weekend I threw my back out. They're right, you should have came to the fair. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> um, we had one in January, and I was on the front door, and I... I talked to every person that came through the front door, and I said, how did you hear about the fair? We advertised in print media. There's a there's a holistic, metaphysical, regional paper that's put out every mm-hmm. month, and we advertised on Facebook and Internet. So I asked everyone, how did you hear about it? Plus, the one in the paper, if they brought, the, if they brought a copy of the ad, they got a percentage, they got a percentage on it. Right. And I did the same thing for the for the internet. If you saw it on the internet, just mention it. I take two dollars off for it. So everyone that walked in asked, print, internet, other. So it was all said and done. Eighty nine, eighty seven, eighty nine 87%, 89% of the people were internet. Oh shit. There was nine percent that were print. Then there was other. Frank's dead. Well, I get it. This publication is the only game out there for people that are into the metaphysical right. New Age stuff. I get that. So for our advertising dollars, and this is, again, this is where things go off the rail for some of the people I have to deal with. We paid, for every person we got in for the paper, it cost us $17 to get them in. Holy shit. For every person we got in with the internet, it cost me a buck. Oh, internet's way to go. All right, so on a five dollar entry fee, I made four dollars on the internet people. Right, but I lost thirteen. Right, on, on the, the on here. the paper people. So this time around, we knew it was, it was a, this time around it was in June. June second was the fair, and we kind of knew summer fair was kind of people are doing things. There's things going on outside. There's good weather. There's family get-togethers. There's sporting events. It's usually a little lesser of a draw. Mm-hmm. So. We opted not to go with the money, the $17 a person, <laughs> for paper. We just went with the internet. So the turnout was less, and we kind of can't anticipate that. Right. But we didn't spend as much for advertising. We covered our expenses. I mean, you know, I don't think we really made much of anything, but it was, it's what we expected. Right. We may not do another one next summer, but whatever. So one of the readers, first of all, I originally hadn't invited them back because I knew it was going to be a smaller fair. Right. 
and they were traveling from a distance, and I really didn't include them when, when we were putting it together in late winter. I really didn't include them in the process. So shortly before the fair, they emailed and said, hey, I really want to read. And I'm like, hey, we're really kind of full at this point, and I really have enough readers. Mm -hmm. Not this time around. So it gets a little closer to the fair, and they send not so much a message direct to me, but they post on the, the page. Uh -oh. <laughs> Looking forward to reading at your fair. Thank you. So I emailed back and said, hey, you know what? We had a cancellation. If you want to come down and read, whatever. Right. So they come down and they do a thing. They, first of all, they showed a play. We weren't that busy. And then he left early. He wasn't that busy. And then in, later that evening, I get a, a message from him saying, hey, I'd really like to know what the difference was between the last fair and this one that you didn't have so many people. I thought, well, hey, it's really none of your freaking concern. Right, right. So, You're psychic. You tell so me. I, so I, yeah, really. <laughs> so I left it alone for him, and then the next day he emailed, or he messaged Lonnie. Right. Same thing. That's right. <laughs> All right, here we go. So I broke it down. I broke, I broke down the whole thing right. about the summer fair. Broke down the whole 17 person, dollar person. Right. Broke it all down. Broke it all down. Said so the people I invited, we, we talked to them in, in in March at another fair. We just wanted to get a few people together. We wanted to do a little summer show. Some whole thing to them. Said so bottom line. Oh, because the implication was that I didn't meet the deadline for the paper. Like right. I missed the deadline for the right. paper. Right. And that wasn't it. We right. didn't we tried not to well, technically did not want to do it. Yeah, anymore. we missed it because yeah. we didn't put anything in for it. So I'm like, so from an economic standpoint, it didn't make sense to advertise in the paper this time. Right. That was close to two hundred dollars. I didn't feel we should have to spend. Right. So I sent the whole thing out. So I get I get a message back a few days later, saying, "Oh, so something, something, something," and obviously you would have gotten more people with the paper. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not sure how you can reach that conclusion, but okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. First of all, it's not your money. Yeah. Well, see, I see this casino all the time. Players be you a full table right. at blackjack. And player one, we tell them player three to double down or split <laughs> them or do this. And the player won't. And then it hits. Oh, I told you, we'll double down. Choose <laughs> the Asians that are commenting. And uh, one guy finally lost and said, look, not your money. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, it's the same deal. You know, it's, I don't think people, unless you've actually had to put one of these things on, you don't understand the time and money that goes into yeah, trying to put this thing it. together. For almost no return. I don't for almost, know. Almost no return. <laughs> if Imani wasn't reading at the show, I would never do it. Right. Because I don't get anything. I really don't get anything back. We barely, Other than stress. We barely cover expenses. Well, yeah. yeah it's stressful. 
Well, I'm kidding. The last time I was at, you were stressed out of your fucking mind. All right. I, was, I was tired too. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I did, you know, so I deal with that, and again. And I really want to appreciate you right now by not asking me to work this one. <laughs> no, I was. We we had things lined up. I don't mind doing it once in a while. Right. I really don't, but it just worked out well for me. I was on a call anyway. Which I've been worried. And then right. before we're like a dumbass and threw my back yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You might want to save me, actually, if you yeah, would have, but that's right. But anyway, go ahead. So, <laughs> although I did figure out this time, I did figure out this time, it's something we will save. We, we hold this at the at the Elks Lodge in Owego. And we always opt to have food and beverage. They have a bartender. Yeah, and we can actually, you can actually have alcohol on yeah. this thing. Um, I need to promote the hell out of that. Yes, you do. I need to promote the hell out of it. One, one, it's a, it's a. If if anyone has gone to a lodge or a BFW or an American Legion or an Elks or a Moose or Buffalo Club, whatever, these bartenders one are not professional, and two don't care how heavy handed the, how heavy handed the shots are. And it's not even a shot. It's not even a shot. It's like they fill a glass of ice. And then fill it up to within a quarter inch of the top with booze, and then put a little mixer in with it. And folks, uh, I'm an Elf Club member, and I can tell you this: um, our prices are extremely low. Mm -hmm. We are a nonprofit organization, so you can't match our drink prices if you're a private bar. You can't. You can't. There's no way. You You know, so you know, VFW same way. You can't match drink prices. You simply can't. So, just saying, going on that, these are the events you want to go to. If it's at an house club or a VFW or something like that, you're going to hit the bar and you're going to have a good time. Cheat the lead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, and I made the point when, uh, especially when, like, wives come with the husbands. <coughs> I was over here for the psychic fair. I watched the husband Goodbye. to see if the eyes roll. Yeah. And then I'll mention, hey, um, just so you know, there's pizza and dogs. And, a bar. <laughs> and we have a cash bar available if you know, sir, you'd like to just kind of hang in there yeah. with the bartender or whatever versus, you know, wandering around like your wife do her thing. It's kind of like, a, you know, check, daycare. Yeah, daycare. Daycare <laughs> for the psychic fair. And um, sure enough, I would poke my head in. That's where the husbands would be. They'd be sitting there jabbering with the bartender. Yeah, drink it away. Drink it. So uh, we got done. And uh, Alana's like, I want to have a glass of wine before we go. I said, okay, I'm going to drink today. So I'm like, bartender's like, what are you, the... She should drink one more. Tim. Huh? She should drink red wine. No, she should not drink one more. She yeah. So Tim, Tim's like, what do you want? I said, well, what do you got for bourbon? You got Jack or Jim or anything? He goes, let me see. So he's got Jim Bean, pulls out. All three Jim Beam. Jim Beam Honey, Jim Beam, and Jim Beam Fire. Yeah, fire's good. And he's like, which one do you want? I said, uh, the honey's fine. We'll go with that. So he pulls out, it wasn't one of the big red solo cups. This is probably a 16, this is probably a 16 ounce, not a 20 ouncer. But he literally filled it with ice, poured until it was quarter inch from the top. <laughs> And then topped it off with Coca-Cola. <laughs> there you go. There you go. My drink, Kalani's drink, and I bought a wine for a person who just came in, was like nine bucks. Yeah, nine dollars. There you go. 
I'm telling you, this is this is a selling point. I'm gonna push. Push. Going forward. Push. On this, especially yeah. using. So yeah, we had fun. It was. I don't know. Did Heather hit the car? You know? I don't. No, she wasn't there very long. No. And then she actually. She didn't get in with Lonnie, so I think she got in with a couple other readers. She wanted to get in with Lonnie. I know. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's that's. So. So uh, yeah, so we're gonna push that, but uh, so a couple of times came out. I was thinking about doing it by myself. I said I would rather have Jeff just bounce, bounce sound <laughs> off of. So a lot of are doing the paranormal. We're into the paranormal. We do paranormal investigations. We haven't done a lot lately, but I kind of keep a finger on the pulse and see what new trends are and what things are going on and all that kind of kind of craziness. And uh, people, I I love the field, but just nut jobs. When we talked about this, oh yeah, big, oh, yeah. Bigfoot and Sasquatch. Oh, they're all fucking. They're crazy. similar, but <laughs> there's a Bigfoot behind every tree with some of these guys. Well, yeah, but it's but the paranormal research, they don't they don't get it. They can have all the gizmos. And electronic devices they want but i'm telling you straight up front none of these devices were originally designed for paranormal investigation exactly an ef meter was not designed to find <laughs> ghosts exactly even the spirit boxes and things like that they pick up basically pick up random signals and this is this is if people are using these this is something that they're told that they can pick up, basically they are frequency scanners. They scan FM or AM frequencies and are trying to catch something in between them in the white noise. It's all about the white noise. It's all about the, the greater areas. Really yeah, there is, there is, there is. So, so when you sit there and tell me we don't use psychics because they rely on their feelings Okay, but then you got to understand that what you're using for equipment really isn't any more or less scientific, other than that uses batteries and has flashing lights. Exactly. Than than a good medium. And you know what's funny is that you say that, and one of our famous people that we personally know has always said that. Remember, on an investigation, you are the best piece of equipment. Everything else takes batteries, and that particular gentleman. Is very anti-psychic, right? And he kind of contradicts himself a lot when he says that. I never pointed out to Steve. Uh, I love Steve. So, I, love Steve. I mean, I really do. I really, really love Steve. Steve's a great investigator too. Steve's a great guy. He's a great investigator. Um, just a great person all around. He really, really is. And uh, <laughs> I always wanted to bring that up to him, but I never have, and I should. Steve, you're contradicting yourself constantly <laughs> when you say that, so, man. <laughs> so. And this has been a trend I've seen lately in the last few weeks. So there's one guy who does a, a live kind of thing like we do, and he just talks about the paranormal and topics and things like that. And that's, it's, a, it's a him show. He actually, I don't think he Skypes it, but he it's a video type thing. You can watch him. So they're talking about the use of psychics and stuff in investigations as part of the conversation. Right. And um, so he's talking, and he says, oh, we're going off about the psychics, and I said, and I... I I sent them a message. You understand there's a difference between psychics and mediums, correct? There, there's a difference. And maybe you don't know it either. 
Psychics? No, I know the difference. Okay, I'm not. I'm just so right. You just have a look. I'm rock. Okay, it could be that two Zemas working. They just had that look. Yeah, no, I had to have that so, headlight look. You're right. So a psychic gets flashes or images or sees things or hears things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, they predict the future. They predict things like that. Yes. That's a psychic. That is a psychic. Then there's a medium. Mediums see dead people. Yep. Not just uh, a voice. They see. The, the dead present themselves to them, and it's a visual presentation. Presentation. It's visual, audio. It can actually be smell can be involved with it. And then there's psychic mediums, which use the dead to help get information about future events and things like that. Which one is Alani? Alani is a psychic medium. That's what I thought she because she not just talks to dead people, but she she gets the information and she can use it to help people. She's very gifted. See things. She is. She freaks she me is. out a few times. She is, and this is this is why I feel I'm talking from a place of expert knowledge, right? And the benefits. And again, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of wannabes out there. We've talked about this. Oh yeah. There's a lot of wannabes out there. There's a lot of people that think they have the gift. They have these feelings. Unless, unless the person you're talking to says, can describe the person they're seeing and what they're doing, if it's just, oh, I've got a feeling, I sense the presence of Billy Bob. Well, how do you sense the presence of Billy Bob? Does he present himself to you? Does he say his name is Billy Bob? You know? Right. So, I ask a question. Do you understand there's a difference between psychics and mediums? And he kind of, he didn't. Post back while I was in the show. He didn't address it when he was talking live, but he said basically, "Yeah, I get that. I just didn't want to get to that whole topic for the show. Well, why wouldn't you want to get that whole topic on the show? Yeah, right, exactly. You're you're saying basically psychics aren't useful. Mediums, psychic mediums aren't useful. And I get psychics may not be, but if you got a medium and gift a medium, they trump any tool, any battery operated, light and buzzer functioning device thing you got going. Right. And then. Uh, but that's been a couple times. There have been a couple other people. I know uh, someone posted something, and uh, blah, blah, I've been, in, been doing this for a while, and uh, I never, I would never use a, a psychic or a medium on my investigation. Well, well why wouldn't you? you? You just want me to use all these tools that right. basically aren't designed for aren't designed for and can very pick up false positives. Right. What What but, are you to say that your tools are? Well, you're saying they're better than, better than, yeah. Right. So, what scientific proof can you offer me, sir? It's any better than what I'm using. And yeah, they can't. There's they nothing can't. they can offer. It. They can't because no. it's yeah. it's paranormal. It's not the it's you know it runs parallel with the normal. That's what paranormal means. Be, you know, 1491, the Earth was flat. Although there's a lot of people today say the Earth is still flat. Yeah, well, 1491. <laughs> 1491, the Earth was flat, and anyone that said different was. An idiot, a crackpot, because everything they had up to that point was flat. Yep. That was a science. That was the that was the rock hard like my science. Yeah, rock hard flat. She was very flat. <laughs> and then Columbus went and nice <clears throat> went and sailed, and he didn't fall off the edge of the earth, and came to came to America and brutalized the Indians and gave him. Herpes and whatever else oh, he yeah. did, whatever else he did, that 
up until 20 years ago we thought was good. Now Columbus isn't good, but that's that's another story. It's a whole other show. Uh, now I don't know if you saw the news. Um, big announcement, huge, gigantic, came out. Press covered it a little, but um, I uh, wasn't going to bring it up tonight because to me it's not really news. We knew this uh, with the Viking program. Um, I don't know if you remember the original Viking probes that we sent to Mars, mm-hmm. but they had the Viking two had a device on it that would detect life. And it came back to positive. Um, for whatever reason, NASA decided the test was inconclusive. And they said, may or may not be. This is in the late 70s. Okay. okay. Um, the original designer of the, uh, the test, to, the, to his death, claimed that no, it detected life, and that's a fact. Um, interesting. Uh, the latest discovery from Mars was the organic material. Uh, that highly suggests that Mars once had life, if not does right now. Um, that came out, I think it was Thursday of last week. Uh, and again, the media covered a little, but not, not usually. Um, but the point being is, I didn't think it was a big discovery because we already knew that, in my opinion. But it's a big discovery because NASA can finally say, look, we've got all these indicators that really say that there was life or may still be life at this point, which is huge. That's the first time that life would be detected off the planet in an official way, I guess you could say. Which is pretty cool. It is. It's 40 years past the point, but pretty cool. <laughs> well, it is. And again, this is... It is. We get we get arrogant and self-centered. And it's like, no, this is this is the way because that's what we say it is. Right. You know, what's... Old beliefs What's, die hard. That's the biggest thing. And that goes in science, too. You know, uh, like Copernic. Wasn't it Copernic who burned to stake for saying that the the Earth rotated around the sun, not vice versa? It was Copernic who burned to stake, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and that just shows you mankind really isn't changing that aspect. Um, once we accept something as a truth, no matter, you know, over generations, we do not want to... You know, if something comes up to change that, and we find out it's not true, we, we fight it wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. You know, we hate American, the, the species, the human species hates change. But change is part of nature. Everything's constantly changing, nothing ever stays the same. This show won't stay the same. You're going to grow older, I'm going to grow older and more pretty. But over the years, yeah. things change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and that's a fact. I mean, what were they using for definitely? They were wanting to find water. They feel like find they water. They found water. Water is a fact. Water, water would be proof that life was possible. Right. And then blah was blah. But like, now there's organic material. But, no. but think about and it. Methane oh. gas, which is another huge indicator of life. Think about it. But change, because people accept things. Right. Like, up until a month ago, in the state of Illinois, it wasn't considered life until it was outside the womb. That's true. And now... And now they've made that, that distinction. That's the state I want to go. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's probably going to see more more about that. But uh, that's a motor show. You know, and it's funny. I, 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 we bring this up every show. The abortion thing. I was watching the videos of you know the night Trump won, and I remember the Young Turks. They ever watched that show? They're funnier and shit. They are so far left wing, progressive, nutcases, communists, you want to call them. And I respect them, and I'll tell you why I respect them, because they truly believe what they're saying. 
and I respect that about people. It's the one thing I do respect. If you're fake about something, I'll call you out. Right. But I'll give those people credit. And uh, they're like, you better get your abortions now. (laughs) Because under Trump, it's going away. And I'm like, it's not going to be like that, you idiot. And you know saying that. But they were so pissed off that they lost. And they couldn't see it coming. They were so pissed off. Yeah, and to me, it was just hilarious. Well, yeah, yeah they've, I've seen a couple of them where they do calculations. They start with, they start with, they start with, he'll never win, he'll never win, he'll never win, he'll never win, blah, 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 blah. And then they go, election night. Yeah. And then they go down. Yeah, and I'm like, this is, this is freaking, When When he won Pennsylvania, freaking. I remember what newscaster was NBC or CBS, you could hear him go, ah. <laughs> Like it was over. He yeah. knew it was done. He knew. You know, Trump was he president. He's like, you know. Interesting times we were Well, we and Heather were just talking about your state and, you know, the governorship was up this year. And I was pointing out to her, I'd like people forget that, you know, was it four years ago, three years ago? Um, a very unknown Republican ran against him and didn't have a lot of money for the National Republican Party. And he was supposed to move by 45 points. Cuomo was so confident of winning, he didn't even debate the guy. He refused to debate him. Cuomo lost 90%, and this is not a make-up number, 90% of New York State. He won all of Albany, he won some of like the Buffalo area, and he won all of uh, New York City. That's what gave him. But he lost 90% of New York State. He only won by like 21 or 22%, literally half the spread. Up to that point, he was actually on the presidential shortlist for vice president for Hillary Clinton. True. But when they saw that he almost got his ass handed to him in New York State, which is a Democratic state, mm-hmm. with somebody who was unfunded yeah. by the Republican Party, they said, nah, nah, not this guy. If he can't even carry a state in New York by he needs, to go. Yeah. he needs to go to the state. Yeah. So Cuomo will never be VP. He will never be president. Thank you, God. Because he is that bad as a politician. He needs to go. He needs to go. Yeah, I, don't know, I, don't know. Bad, I don't know who's running against him. He needs to go. This guy. Vote for anyone but that son of a bitch. This guy is a crooked mother humper um, between and he's a lawyer he knows the law forward oh, yeah. and backward forward and he was a former district attorney the guy knows the law between giving paroles out to increase his voter yep. voter pool piece of shit and yep. everything else that's going on dirty dirty piece of shit that's why he's right. dirty, dirty i just hope the first the first thing or second thing the guy does that gets in there after him repeals the state that you know and, and another thing about Cuomo is his son chris Cuomo is a major anchor on cnn so he has all this ad support of CNN. He has basically his own TV station. Yeah. Cuomo does. Kind of like Hillary did with CNN. It's the same way. He has his own TV station. His own net, not TV station, his network, his own network, CNN. Because uh, Chris Cuomo is a huge factor over at CNN. And I can't stand him either because he's as bad as his father. He's crooked as son of a bitch. You know, I mean, they're liars, they're thieves, and that's just the way it is. So. Since we're on this political road and we're half, half almost half our lot, who, who, who did the Democrats put up against Trump? Well, see, I think that's the bigger what thing. They are, what they I did think last that's week, the bigger thing. What's going on last week? Because I don't think Oprah's going to cut it. Well, listen, listen. Last week, the Democratic Party changed rules. They're making it harder for Bernie Sanders to get on the ballot. Oh, yeah. Because he's thinking about the, uh, the run for the next election. And they're making attempts because they want to keep the progressives off the list. What they're doing is the Democrats did not learn from their state what they did last time by pissing off the progressives, which is the growing wing of the Republican or the Democratic Party, and they're pissing them off even more. 
They're going to split the party even more. These dummies aren't getting it. They're, they're not getting it. I mean, if part of your party wants to go communism, fine. Because those are the they're basically communists. They want to go communism, let them go communism, okay? But fighting against them is only hurting your chances against some of the elected. You idiots. I mean, to me, it's just stupid. I mean, why would you alienate a part, the largest growing section of your own party? It doesn't make any sense. You're siding with the dying side of your party, which I don't understand. And, you know, I'm not like that at all, but I understand the logical thinking aspects of it. Why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense, you idiots. You're, you're dumb. You're just you're just plain well, stupid. You deserve was, to lose again. Who was it? Chris, Chris Matthews, who was hardcore liberal for the lot. Yeah. Is even saying, you people are idiots. You're, the, the extreme left is doing everything they can to hold the party and be part of, be the party. Yeah. Get, and they're just, they're tearing it apart. Yeah, but they're, it's the old guard Democrats that are fighting yeah. the, the progressives, but the, the progressives are the growing section. They're going to keep growing. They're all young kids. They're all been indoctrinated. They're growing. You're, the old people are the ones fighting them, and like you're killing your own party. Let the Bernie Sanders you know, run. It's communism, but let him run. I mean, you're stupid. I mean, if any guy can beat Trump, it's that guy. Because it's such a different philosophy. Yeah, it's a complete polar opposite. If you want to pull opposite against run Trump, you run Bernie Sanders. Any idiot can see that. You know what they're going to do? They're going to go with Joe Biden. They're going to pull Joe Biden out. That's what they're going to do. Somebody like that. That's what they're going to do. Good. And he's going to lose. It's, a, it's stupid. You idiot. It's dumb. Or Elizabeth Warren. You know, Elizabeth Warren is somewhat of a progressive, but she'll get trounced by Trump. They know that. She has no chance against Trump. She'll get trounced. And they won't do that again. They will not put a female on the head of the ticket now. Because Hillary got her ass kicked. They won't do it. And it wasn't ass kicking. Like, oh, she she won the popular. You take California out of the equation, okay? Trump wins by 3 million votes, and he still keeps the uh, the same amount of electoral college. So you can't even pretend, you can't pretend at all that this was a close election. It was a landslide for Trump, and that's just the way it is. It is. Yeah. I'm not arguing this one. I just I'm hoping some things change before we get to the next election. I think I think the whole voter ID needs to be pushed. Absolutely. Beyond belief. Absolutely. Should push be beyond belief. Yep. Need it for everything else. You can't yep. you, you can't sit there and say you need ID for this that, or you can't say that I can get arrested if I don't have ID when I'm driving my car. Or if I'm on the street and I can't show ID to a cop. But I can walk into a polling booth and not have an ID involved. It's nuts. It's nuts. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of voter fraud, and it's not coming out of Russia. It's homegrown. Homegrown voter fraud. That's right. Absolutely. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. You know, I, was, uh, I did a lot of research. And I, I, you know, this is really off the... The subject, but I did a lot of research with Justice Donald lately. I mean, a lot. I just got, I get fixated, uh, you know, fixated with something and I really go head deep in. How much time have you got? Oh, yeah, half an hour. Oh, yeah, plenty of time. So, anyway, uh, I never realized. Uh, I knew he <laughs> was quite a different leader, um, <laughs> but I never realized how much or how many people uh, and the kind of terror he spread throughout the Soviet Union. 
I mean, this guy was absolutely... He made Hitler look like a, a fucking girl scholar. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Stalin was like 10 Hitlers, man. Holy cow. For estimated, the lowest estimate I saw was 27 million of his own people. It's actually probably closer to 40 million. This guy was bat shit nuts. Very insecure. Thought everyone was plotting against him. I mean, Jesus, what kind of guy, you know, sends his wife to the gulag? What kind of guy, when his well, wife, wait, when his I son. Know, I don't know if that's what we're using for the example on this one. Right, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. But what kind of guy, when his son is a Soviet soldier, all right, and gets captured by the Germans and surrenders, and the Germans tried to, like, they tried to uh, exchange him for a general, one of the German generals. And Stalin said, what son? I have no son. It's not a good deal. What are you talking about? He surrendered. He's a, he's a traitor to the state. I mean, that's how hardcore he was. When his daughter, you know, came to him and said, "Why'd you put Mama in the gulag?" and he said, "Don't you play the mortar? Play the, I'll put you there too." And three months later, he put his own daughter in the gulag. Come on, go visit your brother. Yeah, he did. The guy was fucking bad shit crazy. If you were found guilty, okay, and you were guilty no matter what, if, they, if the secret police picked you up. Okay, you were guilty. You were going to die. They killed not just you. They killed your entire family. They killed your neighbors. They killed your friends. I mean, like, they killed everybody around you. Everyone was guilty. He would sit in his office every night, and he would sign these orders. It'd be six, seven, eight thousand people condemned to death. And he would write notes. Not enough. I need another six thousand. <laughs> he would hand back secret police. I need another six thousand names. I don't care who. I don't care if they're guilty. Just give me some names. He just wiped up. When, okay, the Ukrainian farmers, okay, when he instituted the order that the Soviet Union was going to take over all the farms, okay, and they had to, had to hand over all their equipment and all their grain, the Ukrainian, you know, farmers said, fuck you, we're not doing that. Said, all right. Joe Stalin said, okay, no problem. So he said to the secret police, and every single farm, every single farmhouse, not a single one was left untouched. Ukraine's a big fucking country. Yeah. Every single one. They took everything. They, I mean, literally everything. The teapots, every little ounce of flour, and the mothers would be, oh, my, my children have nothing to eat. And soldiers, I don't fucking care. Let them die. So then what he did on top of that, then he cut off the railroads going to Ukraine, and then he cut off all the roads so he couldn't get out. So everybody starved. He killed all the farmers. He killed them all off from starvation. The guy was nuts. I mean, really crazy, man. I am some fucked up shit. And then, like, okay, after the war, which was his fault from getting their ass kicked in the first place, to the, you know, to the uh, written column uh, pact between him and Germany, you know, that the non-aggression pact that they signed, the secret deal, yeah. that he would get half of Poland and all some bullshit, which didn't come out way, like, 60 years into after the war, people finally figured out what happened. Uh, but uh, that was all his fault. Like, you know, he kept getting reports, intelligence reports that, you know, the Germans were going to invade, they're going to invade, and he's like, no, 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 Hitler wouldn't be that stupid. He understands that <clears throat> Russia, Soviet Union is not. France is a gigantic front. He doesn't want to fight a war on two fronts. He can't be that stupid. No one is stupid as Napoleon. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is what Stalin was thinking. And he didn't really understand the Hitler mind. But Stalin was coming from the point of, he was a former intelligence officer, so he did. When it, in the Bolshevik Revolution. Mm -hmm. He understood that intelligence could be wrong a lot of times. So he didn't trust the intelligence he was getting because he always thought it was wrong. So anyway, long story short, after this shit's all over and they win the war, we win the war, the Allied and you know, Russia, win, or Soviet Union win the war, 
uh, you know, the, the, the Soviet Polarville, the, the controlling group for the Communist Party, gives this big parade for Stalin, and they had this big banquet for him, and they're all sitting up there, and they, they hand him this special rifle, and he points it at him. He points it at the polar, you know, there's like 500 guys in there. He points it at him and pretends he's shooting them. Literally, within six months, every single of those motherfuckers is killed. He kills them all. There's like 500 of these guys. They're head of the, you know, the, the Soviet party. Kills them all. Has them all killed. And he's playing with them. They don't even know what he's doing. They aren't even mind at that party. Yeah. He's holding that thing going, I'm going to kill you motherfuckers. I'm going to get every one of you. That was nuts. I'm sorry for all the F words there, folks. I'm going off the rails on that stuff. But, uh, true. Very true. The guy was, I mean, he was had this, this fear that people were always plotting against him. When you would kill your own family members off, I mean, that, that's pretty hardcore, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that was Stalin was Joseph Stalin. And, you Joseph know, Stalin. he was Georgian, which Georgia, Georgia is no part of no longer part of this, uh, Russia. You know, that split off. You were even part of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got Georgia separate now. You got Ukraine separate. You got Russia separate. You know, and you know Putin, who I respect beyond belief. You know that already. Oh, I yeah. love Putin. Um, he has said numerous occasions the biggest failure. Uh, was in his lifetime was to see the uh, the decease of the Soviet Union because he knew that was the armistice trick that held the Western powers in, in check, the United States particularly held them in check. Um, I don't know, a lot of people know this, but last week, um, I think it was Finland, was it Finland? Yeah, Finland uh, went on full military alert, they activated all the rever- uh, reservists, um, they are very concerned. Um, that Russia is going to launch a preemptive strike against Finland. I'm not making this up, by the way. But everybody on alert, every reservist was put on full alert and called into uh, active duty. Finland. Yeah, Finland. Uh, which I don't know if you know the history of World War II, uh, but as Hitler's marching across Poland, you know, Russia marched into, Soviet Union marched into Finland and got their asses kicked for you know, first three or four months. It was the worst defeat of the Soviet army in its history, even over anything with Hitler. There were like 280,000 men, you know, within the first, like, three or four weeks, the first month. It was just devastating. They eventually won, but the, the losses, it was like 10 to 1. It was nuts. The Fenter. They, they, yeah, they were fighting. They kicked shit out of the Soviet They kicked the shit out of them. It was ridiculously bad. But, not, and that's not a knock against the Soviet Union because. Before that, Stalin had different purges throughout his regime, and he purged the army of generals and colonels and majors, and not just them, but their entire families, their wives, everything just got purged. So you get a lot of inexperienced people running the military in the Soviet Union, you know, right before the start of the war, which was, was catastrophic in the very beginning. Remember I said, remember the, the war games last this year, beginning of this year, I said, go west. The making for it was go west. Right. It wasn't a defensive move. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. And Putin said, you know, if I want to be in France in a week, I can be in France in a week. And he wasn't, it wasn't like a boast. NATO doesn't exist anymore. People don't realize that we don't have 100,000 troops to go in here. We don't have 20,000. We maybe have 10, 10,000, 15,000. That's it. It's a buffer zone. It would overtake that. And a snap of the finger. 
And then then we're put in this position, and I pointed out before. What do you do as the United States? Do you nuke fucking France? Do you nuke fucking Germany? What do you do? There's the Soviet sitting in there. The there's the There's some options there. <laughs> but, I mean, realistically, right. I mean, and that's how the Russians think. They're like, what are they going to nuke their own cities? Come on. Well, we, we talked about this. I mean, okay. and, and my question was, why? Why do we care? Right. At this point, why do we care? I get it, we're part of NATO, blah, blah, whatever. But, you know what? Why do we care? Right now, we're on decent terms with Russia. At least our leader, our leader, yeah. our leader is on decent terms with their leader. Well, we are NATO. Let's let's stop bullshit. Well, no, we well, are. Well, that NATO. we're the UN too. I get that. Yeah, we are. You know, we're the we're the financial backing the UN. We're obviously not the policy maker because UN does a lot of stupid shit. But we should get out of both. Yeah. Just the just the money alone that we'd be saving by getting out of both. Yep. Bring our troops home. Shut down the UN in New York City. Shut down the UN. Let them move it to Switzerland or Finland or Poland or wherever they want to move it. <laughs> um, I guess you know. I seen as me as president, I would say you know what? I'm tired of being. Germany's punching bag. I'm tired of being France's punching bag. I'm tired of did, being Europe's punching bag. What did Canada do that pissed off the White House? And Trump? Oh, they did something to G7 that really kind of fucking pissed off. I didn't I get know. the chance to read it all. Trudeau did something. I don't know what he did. They want terrorists to stab us in the back or some shit. But Trump's pissed. I think he can kiss the North American Treaty Organization bullshit. Whatever the fuck is a treaty. NAFTA. NATO. NAFTA. That's NAFTA. It. You can kick that NAFTA shit right and goodbye at this point. Man. Trump is pissed. That's going I'm guaranteeing yeah, still is. You know, Heather Bryan, I, think it's a, I think it's over steel tariffs. I, I yeah. know they were talking about that the last couple of days well, on the radio. Heather said to me, she goes, you know, all the liberals, because she works for a liberal organization, I'm not going to name it, and uh, they're all screaming about, oh, what are you going to do? we got all these tariffs coming across. It's because of Trump. It's Trump's fault. I'm like, Heather, look at this. Our trade deficit is this. Say we, make it simple. Say we sell 10 items, or we, 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 we buy 10 items from country A. We sell country A one item that comes from the United States. We buy 10 of theirs. They put tariffs on us. Who's that hurting more? If we're not buying <laughs> those 10 items from the country, what happens to their unemployment? It skyrockets because they're not making that shit anymore to sell to us. Yeah, what happens to us when we sell one it's, item? It's a, it's a, it's a complicated thing. You know, I mean, but, no, but the simplicity, right. it, it hurts them more. That's what people understand. Our trade deficit is so huge at this point, it hurts them hundred times more than it does us. And that's what people understand. They're like freaking out. Oh, I'm like, you idiots. Think about it. If you're being outsold a hundred to one, and that's probably low on my part, a hundred to one, that's trade us. It was for 10. That's what it is. It's probably higher. hundred to one. Who's being hurt more with trade? They are because they can't make the shit to sell to us. So all those people in their countries are going to go unemployed. What's going to happen to their economy? It's going to crash, you dummies. It doesn't hurt us the way it hurts them. That's why Trump is right. That's why tariffs are good. Duh, duh, duh. This is simple economics. This is the shit you learn, you learn in ninth and 10th grade. And people seem to forget this. I don't know if college is failing our kids. You know, what's going on? But to me, this is simple. You've worked in retail. Yeah. You understand. You walk through a Christmas tree shop where I was a store manager. 99% of the shit in that store is comes from China. China. Okay? If I have tariffs against that country, okay, who's being hurt? China's being hurt, you dumbasses. Duh!
country to suffer because that's our biggest supplier. But the point being is my unemployment is going to be effective lower than the employment in the country to produce right. that good. Duh! What don't you get about that? Okay, I'm done. Not my soapbox. So yeah, I'm not sure what the can does, but we got we got other issues with can. I, someone I heard someone say, cameras on the radio television, that Canada is actually one of our greatest allies because they're actually a country that borders with us. So we don't have to worry about our borders, and we need to worry about our borders in Canada. Yes, we do. Canada is quickly, quickly, quickly converting to a Muslim nation. In oh, that's a great thing about converting to converting to a Muslim nation. I would be I'd be more concerned putting about a wall on the Canada border versus Mexico at this point. The illegals that come in this country actually make a lot of them to Muslim, make for the Canadian border. I'll tell you why. If you go into Canada illegally, you get taken to a, uh, a, a processing center mm-hmm. and you are granted citizenship. This yep. is a fact. Yep. It's no, not no. a process you go no, through. No. Granted, this is, there's a place they cross right here. I think it's in New York State, actually. They cross right over New York State. In this particular area of Canada, there's a, like a break in the fence and the mountain police are sitting right there. And you, if you're crossing here, you're going to be arrested. You're going to take, and they're okay with that because they know they're going to become, immediately they're going to become Canadian citizens. And they get rubber stamped, bam, Canadian citizens. They get benefits, they get health care, blah, blah, blah. They're not stupid. And you're right, Canada is fastly Canada, becoming Canada a Muslim is country. Canada be an ally. They're going to be, yeah. they're going to be a huge problem on our, north, our northern border. Yep, just like Sweden is becoming a Muslim country. It's the rape capital of Europe now. Did you know Sweden? Oh, yeah. Rape capital Europe, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I got no problem. I got no problem with Putin going into the European countries. He'd probably clear the shit out. Because he, he will definitely clear the shit out. Because there isn't room for Putin and a Muslim brotherhood. Right, and that's and that's the point I made about Putin. Like, I think it was on Left Talk Ghost, actually, was, look at Putin and the Russians. And I'm Russian, so I, I have a good idea. You know, I study them, so I have a good idea how they think. They don't think in terms of war the way Americans think with the liberal media. When Putin went into Syria, he said, I'm going to fix this. Because he knew if he didn't, eventually, eventually, Al-Qaeda would take over, you know, ISIS would take over uh, Syria. He knew that was going to happen. Absolutely. And he said, you know, I'm not going to let that fucking happen. All right. They don't care about hospitals. They don't care about schools. They don't care about this. They don't care about that. They bomb everybody. Russia goes in. There's nothing off the target range. They bomb the shit out of everything. Then they control the media. They bomb the shit out of everything. They fucking kill everybody. Kids, mother, women. They don't fucking care. You're going to die. You're in that range. You're going to die. And that's how Russia conducts war. And that's the difference between us and Russia. We pussyfoot around. Oh, we can't have civilian casualties. The fucking liberal media will go fucking ape shit, bat shit. Someone dies, it's a fucking kid or a woman. God forbid that ever happened. And that's the reason why, in some ways, some ways, their theory of war, from a logical standpoint, is superior to ours. Absolutely. They do not care about collateral damage. They don't care about that. It's war. It's war. They're going to die. Fuck it. It's coming back population. Fuck it. That's how they think. I'm saying... Yeah, scheme of things. Why why do we not let him go through and purge <laughs> Europe? <laughs> purge Europe. Tulsa oh. Stalin's back. <laughs> no, I, I, I I don't know. It's 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 tough to get through people's head and I know People are quick to say, oh, you're racist, you're bigoted, you're 
you're full with this and full with that, and we're really not, folks. We're really, we're really not. We're, I would like to think practical and pragmatic, and take a look at what's going on. The the fundamental, and, I will, and I'll tell you this: you can have all the progressive Muslims you want. They, you know, they're fine without you having Sharia law. They're fine with letting their wives drive cars. In America, and I get that. They're Muslim. It's about the religion of love and this, that, and everything else. But I will guarantee you, I will guarantee you, guarantee you, they would quickly convert back to the old Muslim ways if given the opportunity. They wouldn't stand up and say, no, my wife's going to continue to drive that car. They won't. They will quickly say, yeah, Men are men are men are the power. Men are men are right, yep. and I got no problem going back to hardcore Muslim, because I was just being progressive to get along. Yep. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Christians, and let's let's call them progressive Christians, um, will not quickly revert back to the old ways. Oh. If presented the opportunity. No. They reject it. And that's the difference. And I, that people are people are missing that. They're saying, well, you know, it's a religion, this it's not. It's not a it's a it's a way of life. Yeah. It's a way of life. It's it, it it's it's got the, the guises of religion, but it's a political, economical, moral way of life for these people. And and rule number one is not that we don't talk about fight club, it's that Everyone will either be a Muslim or they'll be dead. Yeah. yeah. Submit. Islam means submit. That's what it means. That's what the word means. You know? Submit. So I, I'm not necessarily speaking out to the to the neighbor next door that's a great neighbor, even though he's Muslim. But I'll guarantee you, he will quickly change his way if given the opportunity. Absolutely. You know, and I I uh, I you know, here's the thing about uh, that particular relation. I I, uh, I think there's a lot of strength in it. Uh, not that I agreed with it, but I think there's a lot of strength in it in comparing to Christians today. You know, when I grew up, the idea of an abortion, you know, a Catholic having an abortion was just beyond sin. It was unacceptable. But today's, I call them American Catholics, as did one pope. The American Catholics think, oh, well, you know, I just go and confess and it's okay. To me, you can't be Catholic. To me personally, you, I grew up Catholic. You can't be Catholic. In fact, to me, you can't even be Christian. You can't if you believe in abortion. That's my personal belief. To me, you're just a fake person. You're a fake piece of shit, in my opinion. That's how morally disgusting I find that whole practice. Does that make sense to you? And that's how I look at it. And, you know, I'm sure I'm a little off the rocker on that, but that's how I look at it, man. You know, you can't, to me, you can't sit and go to church and right. pretend you believe in God and the sanctuary of life. And then say abortion's okay. You can't do it. I'm sorry. You're a fucking hypocrite. You're a piece of shit. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. And people, I've had friends say to me, well, and I was one of these people. I was one of these people a long time. I said, well, I don't think it's right, but it's not my place to say. I was one of those people. I wholeheartedly. But you know what? I completely changed my tune on that. I mean, you've got to draw, you've got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. Obama. Huh. you got to draw a line in the sand somewhere, man. Because, you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that's what I stand for. Okay, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. That's bug bites. You do it. But, 
Good scratch. Oh, you just get them or you had those? No, I've had them in scratch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way down with Dawes. No, I've been sitting, I had the campfire out back, the, oh, the fire pit. Yeah. I was out there the past two nights, I think that's Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, I don't think I'm at your level with it. No, I you're not, but that's all right. You'll get there. I'll convince you. My problem is abortion is birth control. That's my problem. Right. When it's used as birth control, that's where, I guess that's where my line in the sand is. I think there are, right, wrong, or different, I, I can see circumstances where it's a necessity to do, but as a, as a convenient means of birth control, just because you don't want to, you got pregnant, you don't want to have the kid. And again, I got people that argue, say, well, you know, then, you know, birth control means being more available. I don't know how much more available it can be. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I, get, I get some insurance policies don't cover contraceptive pills and things like that. The hospital hands but, out shit for free. Right. And yeah. there, there's yeah. options. It's not there. There's exactly. options. Yeah. There's options if you want. So, but, um, but yeah, Canada is quickly, within the decade, they will be a Muslim nation. And they are on our border. We are, we are building we're building the wall in the wrong places, in my opinion. It needs to be on both, don't get me wrong. Right. But I think we might have a better a more need for it. And we, we had this to show the north. before where I really pushed the idea that maybe we should just say fuck it and start taking people out. We're gonna eventually have to fight them anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I mean <laughs> what just let's just get it out of the way. Let's fucking invade Canada to get over with. To take over oh, Mexico while we're at it. I don't want to take sense. South America, too. They got a lot of oil down there. Did you know, oh, under Trump, here's another interesting fact today that people don't want to hear. Under Trump, the United States is now, we are within 5%, 5% of the top oil exporter in the world, even over Saudi Arabia. Within 5%. We no longer need... Anybody always else's oil. That's how much oil the United States is now producing under Trump. We no longer need to add oil to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And this is, I'm not making okay. this up, this is facts. We are now one of the top oil producer in the entire planet. That is amazing. That is, and think about it, you grew up in the 70s. Mm -hmm. I was a little boy, so I don't remember. But you went through the gas shortages. Mm -hmm. That shit wouldn't happen today under Trump. And that's amazing to me. Fuck you, liberals. There so, take that. So, what's interesting is that we've got all this oil, but yet gas prices are still through the roof. And this is because, right, this, the, well, the main reason, as far as I'm concerned, is gasoline is a easy target if you want to increase your state's revenue. Saying taxes to it. You just you just keep adding taxes. Pennsylvania just did. You just keep adding taxes. California has. California has five, six dollars a gallon for gas. Why would you do that? Why would, I mean I get it, California's broke and they're idiots. <laughs> they are broke. But you know, it's it's like cigarettes. And again, I'm not I'm not promoting smoking, but it's like cigarettes. Twenty dollars a pack. It's like in <laughs> crazy. What I what I can't and I know they're trying to, I know they're trying to get it through, and I think maybe it's just because I couldn't get it through. You know, this is this is a tool they use to try to get people to behave the way they want them to. They want you to use less gas, so they're going to raise taxes on it. 
And if it curbs you from using gas, great. But in the meantime, it's going to put more money in our space coffers that we can waste some other way. You know, I, the fact that they haven't done it with ammunition and everything else yet is surprising. But I know it's on the it's on the agenda. But yeah, I mean, it's and you got to ask yourself too if, if that's the case. Then where where are our politicians? Where are our well, people staying up and saying this is wrong? What well, there's 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 a couple there's a couple aspects of this that, that are the issue. One, you have ethanol, okay, and all <sighs> these congressmen and senators are all investing in ethanol. And that's a fact, especially the Iowa guys and Indiana and all that. Okay, so they all have vested interests in stocks, which should be against the law, but it isn't. It has an all production. All right, ethanol. Right now, it's a ten percent. They want to push it to fifteen, which would be detrimental to engines because it's very bad for engines. All right, ethanol drives the price of gas up, not down. It makes it, it more expensive because they're adding additives in, and it's a bigger process. It actually uses more energy than it does save. Right. All right. On top of that, pure petrol. Okay, that's what I run my four wheelers on and my lawnmower. Okay, I get that. This gas station is still completely petrol or completely ethanol free gas. It's expensive. It's like four dollars a gallon, but to me it's worth it. Okay. The reason it's more expensive than ethanol gas because there's only a small percentage of refineries that actually make it. Mm -hmm. So it boosts the price up because everyone else makes an ethanol in their shit. Alright? So but because you have a higher return value of energy and pure gasoline, A, it'll last at least one year on the shelf, meaning it can store for a year. Ethanol's lifespan is two weeks. For every two days it goes by, it loses a quarter point of octane level. So if it sits in a truck for a month, okay, that gas you had in there is four point octane levels lower. If you put 87 in your truck and you didn't drive for a month, okay, you now have 83 octane or 82 octane in your vehicle. That's fucked up, okay, which is very bad for your motor. Now, on top of that, ethanol has a lower return power ratio, meaning that if you took regular gasoline and the same amount of ethanol gasoline and you ran the same exact vehicle the same exact distance and the same exact driving set that pure petrol will get better gas mileage okay it's a higher return energy level the ethanol gas gets lower okay so what you're doing is you're burning more of this shit to lower emissions but you're not really because it offsets because it's making more emissions because you're burning more of it that makes sense mm -hmm. okay again it's a simple math thing um that's why ethanol is bad but they're all invested in it, so they keep pushing it. It's actually terrible. It would lower gas so much if we got rid of ethanol, it'd be unbelievable and supposed to stay petrol. Now, the, the second part of that is, right now in the United States, if I remember correctly, it may have been more now, but as one time as eight years ago, okay, there was only six refineries in the United States making gas. Six. So all the gasoline that produced in the United States was made by six refineries and only six refineries. Okay, they may be seven or eight now, but I think it's less because there was so many EPA regulations against it. Opening up a, a new refinery was like took an act of God or some threat tape. Okay, mm -hmm. Trump has cut all that, so it may have gone up at this point. Maybe we're seeing more refineries. I'll have to check in there a little more. But that would lower the price of gas immensely. If you have more locations making more gas around the United States, you don't have to transport it as far, correct? Right. That lowers the cost. These are all simple economic things. That we can do. There are solutions out there. We just yeah, whatever. Absolutely fucking horrible. We just guilt ourselves or 
make ourselves feel righteous or whatever. It's all that feel good nonsense. You know, every year Democrats go to Iowa, or every four years. Every year the Republicans go to Iowa and they take what's called the Iowa Pledge. I don't know if you know this about the primaries. Anybody who doesn't think the Iowa Pledge doesn't get elected. That's just how it goes. Because you're not going to win Iowa. You're not going to take Iowa. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's just the way it goes. You're not going to get your party's nomination. I can't remember the last person to take the Iowa Pledge. I'll have to look it up. I really don't remember. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you support ethanol. Right. The corn subsidies. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. No, I get that. But again, it's corn for God's sake. (laughs) Somebody will buy it. It's corn for God's sake. I'll, 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 well, not all, but if we've got all this corn, what if we took all this corn that we're using for ethanol and decided to make food with it? Imagine that. And feed the planet. And wouldn't that kind of cut back on the whole child, children going hungry and feeding the homeless and those kind of things? Yeah, you would think. Okay. Or, or, or have them plant marijuana in those fields. Have them plant pot in those fields and grow pot. That's coming. You're and city life. and not only it's not so much that at that point it's food, but it's building materials. It's medicine. It's all these things all that things, you yeah. wouldn't have to necessarily subsidize the farms anymore. Yeah. Well, there are there are options available, and we as a people just I don't know. No one's willing to. No one's willing to, to do it. No one's willing to stand up and say, this is what we need to do. New York City yesterday, Monday, mm-hmm. uh, police were told to stop arresting people in Central Park, giving out the tickets, arrest tickets. You don't arrest your arrest and ticket station or you got arrest tickets if they're pure court. We're smoking marijuana in Central Park. People are doing it all the time. We're smoking marijuana. Yeah. And getting a, you know, a parents ticket, basically. Police are still stop doing that. Yeah. So they're going to stop doing that. To, it's going to be legal, basically, at some point, to smoke marijuana in Central Park, which is amazing. That's how far we've come in a few short years. Yeah. Well, right. It's, it's, it's yeah. The states get that point. I, yeah, I can't. I have no problem. With I have no problem. With that. I mean, they can drink and everything. And we need. And at that point, yeah. we need to also do the second part of that equation. We need to go back through and review why people are in prison. Yeah. And if they're in prison based out. if they're yeah. in prison based on marijuana charges, get them out of get there. Get out of there. Yep. Get them out of get there. Get out of there. Yep. Rand Paul is a big supporter of that. He fought really hard for that. That's a, it's a two prong it's a two prong process. Yep. Once you make it legal, then go back through and overturn the convictions of the ones that are in there. Strictly pop. If there's other things with it, that's different, but if it's strictly Marijuana-based convictions. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. Yep. Get them out there. Give, give them a job. Yep. Give them a job. Obviously, they don't know the business. Go on, give them a hey, job. Unemployment's at 3.8%. Businesses are dying. They're actually really hard to get people right now. Good people. Get some of these people that have, like, the lesser churches out. Let's get them some jobs. Let's mm-hmm. get them back productive, in, you know, in society. Why not? You know? Yeah. 
We so. make our own problems, man. We make shit ten times worse than it needs to be. Stupid laws. You know, stupid police and stupid laws. We're telling you a lot. We're over. Oh, so, we jumped at Jesus. Yeah, well, it's because we're on at 9 o'clock on the Diversity, Diversity Broadcasting Network. That's right. Diversity Broadcasting Network. And you can find us at Let's talk it all dot com. That's right. And uh, give me another day or two to get the website squared away. But we've made some changes, moved it around, oh boy. changed our internet hosting provider, and uh, everything should be spanking, spanking up and new here. Do I owe anybody days. money? Just tell me. I don't even know what I owe. At some point, I'll figure it out. We'll okay. get together. All right. Because right now I'm paying for things month by month. Don't do that. No, this, no. We'll, so I'll get with you. I'll, I'll pay it. I'll get with you. All right. Yes. So I gotta figure out what it is and so um other than that uh Brene, appreciate everything you do appreciate you letting us to go on these things and have time on your your host and the whole station diverse broadcast network that's right nine o'clock fridays nine to eleven nine to eleven oh five on fridays so uh tune in and try not to tune out. We don't tune out. We just keep talking about it. For a hot so. chick, definitely tune out. Oh, definitely yeah, hot chicks. No, hot like chicks hot always chicks. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Good night, folks. Uh, good night. Good night. I get and the last word. You, you, you get the last word. I do get the last word. You get the last word. Uh, and if you ever endow people, just remember, do it for Dale. There, Jeff got the last word. Uh, I almost did. No, you, you said that. I tried. But you, you, know, you, you get the last word. Do it for Dale. Jeff, I have to